0: welcome to the Saladcast on sunday the 22nd of october 2017 i'm your host dan train join me today zachary burgess
1: it's a ridiculously early in the day cast for us and which Robert means Kep- we're not going to be sleepy
0: yeah either lack not. of
1: food or too much food <laughs> well, it's windy
0: it is windy okay. sunday sunday
2: I don't know. if were either of you around when the phrase "it's windy" had to be said like that? Is that something you remember from our childhood? not uh, there?
0: Sort of. What was the? G- give us the background so, on it's it's windy, but say it correctly.
2: I don't. It was like it's windy or something. It would be. Um, I, 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 I have vague memories of it, and there are two memories that are intertwined and confused in my head. And one of the, which is might be why you two don't remember it too well. Like, cause like mm. one of them was like, I seem to remember, you know, the bit in, on the Needham market middle school playing field. And there's that, that sort of where, where the tennis courts from the community center meet the field. There was like a, um, uh, specific, like a yeah, very, very specific, <laughs> yeah. But there was like the way the tennis courts sort of were built. It sort of cut into the hill kind of. So there was like a slope leading yeah. to the fence.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and for some reason, I have distinct memories of group, my group of friends, including a uh, known to us, at least, James Calver, just sort of mucking around on that slope going, <laughs> it's windy, when it was a really windy day. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: good, that does sound like something that you do. Yeah.
2: But then <laughs> that's known also known like... to us. Well, we
0: know him. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I see. A <laughs> known not, to but us, not, guy. But not
2: known to the extended world that no. probably listens to this podcast. True. <laughs> um, well, you
0: never know. He seemed to know everyone, so... To oh, true.
2: fair, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's, I'm getting it confused with like an even earlier memory where at, at primary school at Needham Bossett there there was like um around That's this fair. sort of year one year two side of the building there was like a really steep slope which you know the kids weren't supposed to run on but it had like a very tempting bit of like very steep concrete at the bottom of it so of course you'd jump off it and and run up it and stuff like that but there was a, again a particularly dark and windy day. Where everyone was just. So, what we Everyone was thinking that they would get blown by the wind up the hill, so we would run up it and then come all the way back down like naughty kids.
1: Basically, what we're saying is that Rob is
2: obsessed with hills and wind. Yeah, it seems that way. It seems like these these two things are kind of related, right? It's like they're both involved with a giant hill, and they both involve someone going, It's windy!
0: Well, you've got a lot of wind at the moment, but have you got any hills nearby you can take <laughs> them off?
2: Thanks, mate. Just share that with the. <laughs> I think that was just default. Yeah, <laughs> I've got well, a lot of wind. Fair. <laughs> Not many deals around here. It's Storm Brian, isn't it, or some deal. bullshit? It is apparently Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's how, how come. Did, how did we get <laughs> to B? We on O. Oh,
1: I probably hurricanes and storms are different, unless yeah, the season is wronged over.
0: I think. Because Phelia went and
2: destroyed everything, and then in Ireland. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: ship i was worried because i was up in scotland but it was totally fine because i was on the east coast in fact i had this um the situation where it was like a blue sky like hours before the storm and you guys had well i don't know london had like insane red skies and stuff. yeah did you was, see that uh, stuff was, was i did like, yeah because like,
2: yeah, I, I was up in um uh liverpool at the time and it was it was even up there it was oh, really? still it was still it quite weirdly weirdly orange there
0: yeah look very blade runner-esque
2: yeah Speaking of which, did you see that in the end? Yep, I have did we, see have, it. Have we talked about this on the cast already? I don't think we have. Possibly.
0: Who zeg, knows? do you do you like Blade Runner? Have you seen the first one?
2: I think he saw it with us the last really? time I watched Did we watch it, it together? Yeah, yeah I hmm. think we might have done.
0: Probably. Oh. Weird.
2: Years and years ago. I think it might have been at your place or something there. <laughs> uh, it's because right. right. it's, it's, right. right. it's one of
0: my favourite films, so it probably was like, you've got to watch this. Mm. It's really slow.
2: <laughs> but, damn, that new one, man
0: yeah damn. damn i really enjoyed film. it it was good
2: yeah yeah no didn't but you know
0: no. well you know i mean, I mean she
2: hadn't she hadn't seen the original but oh, okay i don't i don't think that really mattered you probably don't was... need to have seen the
0: original but no I mean, definitely she, she,
2: seemed, she, she seemed to think there was an awful lot like that it was like you know oh the, the who's this and what's this why is the world like this and it's like Actually, it just it's never re- well, it's it just, not explained it just no. in the first one. But... It's like you don't you don't need to know these things and a lot of the concepts and a lot of the characters are all new, so you don't you know you're you're learning about it how you get as you go. It's just the film doesn't ever go out of its way to say, This person is a baddie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Although that's painfully obvious, but you know what I mean? It's like it doesn't go, this this thing is a not real. This is a weird floaty androidy hologram thing. Yeah, well, it's like like most films really do that, and when you,
1: especially the sci-fi concepts, where it's just like they don't really they don't go into explanations of
2: why the world is what... like this. They just sort of show it in passing and be like, yeah, that's, that's just a thing. I think a surprising amount do explain though. Like, yeah, I, too I watched, much. because <laughs> was it? I watched the um, in
0: like really clumsy uh, exposition. <laughs>
2: yeah, Valerian recently, and that had a whole heap of clumsy exposition at the start. I actually well, man, think the <laughs>
0: original Blade Runner has, for me quite a clumsy bit of exposition there's one scene that really annoys me in the original blade runner which is for the benefit of the audience but the police chief explains to deckard who is a blade runner that
2: oh what a replicant what a
0: replicant is and how yeah. long they live and stuff like that And it's like what why what
2: like, why would he need he's... to have been told no, this if exactly. he's already in the job
0: unless Uh-oh. he's a replicant and he's new <laughs> off the yeah. line
2: anyway <laughs> but then that
1: should be programmed didn't it, right yeah yeah <laughs> you should
0: have memories of of how to kill other replicants implanted so he's good at it right
2: i don't know i guess <laughs> anyway. oh man yeah those 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 twists i actually didn't yeah. see the last version of that twist coming and it was just like oh oh that's clever i see what you did there
0: yeah there's a lot of so the they've been quite good as well in all the marketing not to spoil anything at all even the even the like the thing you find out in the first five minutes or whatever uh, uh, mm. you know isn't you did you know going in uh, going in about like you know ryan gosling's character or whatever
2: what that he's a blade runner replicant
0: yeah, exactly. Did you know that? Because that's, mis- that's a kind of spoiler in itself, although you find out in the first yeah, minute. It's minute. Like, yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's, real, it's real early.
0: But, but I, I didn't know didn't, no, that he was no. going to be a... Yeah. So it works. It's yeah, kind of, it totally works. That was cool. I mean, the thing is, like, I like that stuff, but at the same time, like, the original Blade Runner can't be spoiled because there's no real actual mystery in it, even though it's supposed to be yeah. a noir detective story. Really, it's there's, there's not like a murder where you have to find out who done it. His you you job is to know, f- you know the and, bad
2: guys. Are yeah,
0: yeah. But and the question is, more are they the bad guys? Who are the bad guys? That's more interesting, right? It's a, it's you know?
2: a moral question, yeah. a, and an ethical question, as, as opposed to a a mystery yeah,
0: that can be spoiled. Exactly. Whereas this one has a definite, you know, more modern. That has kind some of, twists, yeah. yeah, twisty thing, which is interesting. I think I thought it worked. But I, I mostly liked just the like expansion of the world. It was really cool. I, I liked how it opened over like farm, farmland and stuff instead of the city. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that stuff. The, the
2: fact that they prefer actually almost preferred to be out of the city for quite a lot of yeah. the film. Um, his,
0: I liked his car. Which, it was cool. And his little yeah. drone thing and stuff like that. That's all cool.
2: <laughs> it was one of the weird things because uh, one of the most fascinating things about the Blade Runner world that I think it does mysteriously right, but I think a lot of people will see it in the wrong way is its use of product placement. Right. Right. Because to me, I don't see that as product placement in the shameless sense
0: no i mean
2: it seems like they're really trying to make it seem believable in the sense that hey these brands would s- still be about yeah and, and they, they would and yeah and they would be like this like he drives a peugeot get over it and the fact that when yeah. he turns it on there's little dashboards does a peugeot startup sequence it's like yeah modern cars do that yeah <laughs> it's like like and cars like, today do that it's not that it's not that silly to think that a, a car in the far-flung future is not going to do that you know it's a. Uh, well, the giant Atari logo might have been the one that was brilliant. I like <laughs> might that. Might have been the one thing where it's just like, wait, what?
0: No, that was brilliant. I, that was a reference, expect, though, wasn't
1: it? I expect that <laughs> rubbish Atari company that's
2: left that still has the Atari <laughs> brand might still exist in <laughs> Yeah, years. probably. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> they'd
0: be paying for giant billboards like
2: that. Giant, giant hollow billboards. Oh, well, maybe right. they'll
0: turn yeah. it around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever,
2: whatever it is that they have, <laughs> I missed it. The but apparently,
0: apparently, there's a Pan Am logo in there, but I missed it completely. No, oh, I didn't but, see that. Yeah. yeah um, but I thought it was a bit weird how the Sony, I guess it's a Sony Pictures thing, was it? But there was a giant Sony logo and on the side of it. And it's like, that's a weird kind of product placement because it's like the the big signs in the city are like a symbol of like, you know, a, a dystopian future run by giant corporations, right? That, so that they're like almost equating themselves with like a Tyrell or a, or a Weyland-Yutani or something like that, you know? You I don't it, know yeah. if you want that. So it's a bit of a weird one there. <laughs>
2: i don't know if it really matters because they were just trying to say everyone's about right and and there were no specific sony products well this is the thing about other than the peugeot car none of the other brands really have a specific product shown in the i think there's one
0: product which is an actual product which is johnny walker black label (laughs) i think the Mm. the the bottle of whiskey apparently you can get that
2: (laughs) right okay well that, that sort of makes sense because that's a Intentional throwback.
0: Yeah, and apparently there is an in a sort of insane sci fi bottle of Johnny Walker uh in the original uh, Blade hmm. Runner. So that was just a thing that they did at the time. So that they kind of carried of that. Yeah, yeah. I
2: kind of related to that, I kind of wish they didn't make such a big deal of telling you up front that Harrison Ford was in it
0: yeah well that was just I for the, promotion I, right because he, he's not but, in it that much I, really oh, he's no, not in it for a long it, time
2: and given where in the story he is as well it would it would have had it would have felt better for it to have not been spoiled if you know but the I mean. reality like, is
0: that they couldn't have they couldn't have made a, a, a Blade Runner sequel in, well they could have but they would never have made a Blade Runner sequel like without him I don't think like or some kind of continuity thing. Like no, but that.
2: yeah, I reckon they could have what they could have what they should have done in the trailers and things is like or perhaps in the film itself is is use footage from the original in some uh, way. Like right, there's yeah. a bit there's a bit early on where there's a voice clip, isn't there? From yeah, Death there's in, a few clips from and-
0: the original film which surprised me that
2: yeah so if they'd have dropped those in as the continuity thing in the trailers and stuff just like, oh yeah 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 no, this is working this is working <laughs> and then drop actual harrison ford in as a surprise
0: yeah that's true
2: wouldn't that have been cool
0: yeah it would have been cool but I, j- I just don't think it's, it's nearly it's as cool possible. as
2: burt reynolds turning up in saints row you know it's that
0: kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought he was good in it as well uh harrison oh ford. yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: In fairness, yeah. I'm not much of a Goslinger either, but for once, his style like of I'm not pulling a face, nor am I saying anything, acting, worked. actually kind of right. worked.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: The only thing I actually didn't like is when he real. Well, the one time he reacted, effectively. <laughs> it was like, oh, that felt r- weird. Right, yeah. Just don't make Ryan Gosling react. Just make him just stand there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look pretty and like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I just think it didn't. There was a moment in it where I thought, "Hold on, this has gone past the kind of melancholy feeling, which is what is so great about Blade Runner—a kind of sadness, wistful sadness—into mm. a kind of dread, like where think you know, the baddies are winning and things are going like it suddenly turned at one point from sort of. Nicely right. sad to depressing.
2: When or, Jared you, when Jared Leto's character eventually comes on. Something and, like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Which
2: to be honest, I think that the film might have actually been better had they cut him from it completely. Not because I think his portrayal was bad, but I think he was kind of the exposition.
0: Yeah, king. he was kind of the big bad. Because the thing is that in in the ritual Blade Runner, like I mean the one of the things about it is that um it it's gone from Uh, a film uh, from a story in a world to a story about the world that has to have, has world changing stakes. Right. So, so the Blade Runner, like, I mean, there was like Rachel, the experimental, uh, you know, replicant and stuff like that. So there was kind of, you know, unique things in there that were like, you know, it wasn't just a story against the backdrop of this world. It did have some stuff that was about the world itself yeah um but not to the extent of it wasn't
2: the be all and end all of yeah
0: know, now it has to be like the be all and end all of this world that we're talking about so i um but it's yeah.
2: interesting that they focus on the run-up to what would be effectively the be all and end all of the yeah, world not rather. the actual events that are about to occur and it's yeah. like that's pretty great
0: i hope they don't do it <laughs> try and do no, that
2: no 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 they should uh, they should stop now
0: i think they for will. for
2: another 15 years or, or no what yeah. how not 15 how, how long has it been like like 30 odd years
0: it's like 82 isn't it so like mm. yeah
1: you don't want them to make this the middle chapter of the trilogy, no like
2: star wars no 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 just yeah. stop for another 30 years let's come back to it then when we've got old gosling <laughs> yeah but then it, like yeah, not...
1: that'd be great <laughs> But then that,
2: does that still make it a trilogy at that
1: point? Like, would they still fo- try and follow on this one story in the next one, even if there's a,
2: like a 15, 30-year gap? I reckon they would. Well, yeah. I re- if, if they did, yeah, they'd probably, they would make it a 15, 30-year gap, like something like that as well, and then play that into the story. Like whatever happens has already happened, mm-hmm. and the story would be the aftermath or, or whatever. Because
1: we were talking last week, me and rob were talking about star wars and like oh yeah what, what are they even going to do in this next film
2: yeah oh i think <laughs> what are they going i'm to, so excited to do? How are they going to the trailer looks Death great so i've specifically not watched the trailer oh, I'm, so, I'm, kind, I'm, I'm kind of media blackout i think from here oh so like,
0: go like, ahead and and don't watch it you know that's that's fine I, I i i have so what they've done i think quite obviously with the trailer is like cut together scenes that aren't you know, cut together bits of dialogue from scenes that aren't the same scene to to like make you go, uh You know, I think it's a fake. Oh, hell. yeah. Right. So, so they've not they've they made it look like they spoiled it when they clearly haven't. I think <laughs> uh, that's what they think have. They've done. I don't <laughs> think they have because the uh, I, no. I think they're clearly different scenes they're cutting together, which they do in trailers, you know, all the time. But this one, I think, was particularly like meant to make you. Think things that aren't quite right oh, and stuff like man, that.
2: Speak, speaking of trailers that don't have stuff in them that, that, or have stuff in them that wasn't in the film, I watched The Snowman last week. All right, which um, yeah is a, a fast Flying in the air? No, no, no,
0: no not, <laughs> that,
2: not, that <laughs> not, not that kind of snow. Not that kind of snowman. the man. good no, one, so it's, right? Okay, it's a crime drama, a fast bender um, set in Finland, I think, and um, uh, it's with... not. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> I'm not saying go watch it by okay. any means. but there was a quote in the in the trailer that was something like, like, like where have you been? I left you all the clues or something. Is is if you know the killer taunting? That's totally not in the film. Like like there's the, there's no bit where the, the the killer is effectively addressing someone uh, forthright. You know, it's like they, they, they just sort of you just meet him at the end, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like oh. Well, what was this then? Well, they cut. Must have been an ending they cut. I guess. Well, apparently the making of that film was like fraught with problems. Wow. Well, it's like see. like because it was uh, it was one of those things where they got the script super super late, and then we're like, let's go shoot. We've only got like two days or something to shoot the thing, and then they realised they hadn't shot all the footage or something for the for all of the script or something. So they had to edit <laughs> something together. <laughs> they just left some of the pages. Yeah, behind s- somewhere. S- something got missed out, and so they had to edit something together, and it really doesn't work. And there's oh, the most atrocious dubbing I think I've ever seen in a film. Like one character talks, and his voice is like not matched up to the lips at all. And it's really oh out God. of place. It's really weird, really weird thing. It's like, like, I'm quite wait sensitive me wrong. To... I like Fastbender. He's a great guy. Like, yeah, he's, I yeah, like he's him as, and as an actor, I think he's I think he's pretty solid. But boy is he in some rubbish.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't <laughs> it? Why can't they be a bit more some of these people with so much talent, why can't they be a bit more picky about Maybe they just need a payday. You know, that's fine. Maybe. maybe. That's fine. Um, But, you know.
2: Assassin's Creed. I still haven't seen that in fairness, but. Exactly. Assassin's
0: Creed. We should watch that. Like, on your TV. Yeah, like we joke.
2: absolutely should. We absolutely should.
0: I haven't seen Frickin' Prince, Prince of Persia either. We should watch that. Oh, it's really? Terrible. And that's
2: that's actually surprisingly okay. It's uh, very. It's uh, like super middle of the
0: road, but it's alright. <laughs> oh it's
2: okay, dear. but it's absolutely... It, like, it's got not enough of the game. That's the oh, yeah, yeah, no. Well, but that'll then, be the
0: same but, with the Assassin's Creed. I actually Creed think...
2: But in some ways, I actually think that's its that's why it's okay because they don't lean on the game too much well it's much.
0: not that they needed to
1: lean on the game it's just that like, it would have been nice if there was a bit more actual time travel and they showed yeah, the yeah. bit of time travel a bit more than they yeah, did yeah,
2: yeah. It, was, it was very much a... <laughs> like they
1: did it one time and it was like
2: that wasn't even that cool it's almost a Doctor Who McGuffin isn't it it's like we've got, we can only do this once to solve a thing
0: <laughs> I would have liked to have said it would be funny if they had a film where every time that the character was in a really dangerous situation he just got horribly killed And then it was (laughs) like, no, wait, that's not what happened. (laughs) Let's try that again. (laughs) It would be so good.
2: Isn't that sort of what Edge of Tomorrow kind of was? So I don't know. That time, did you see that? Yeah, it's not
1: really. It's not that wasn't hit like the story rewinding. It was just let's
2: do this again but better. (laughs) Well, sort of, yeah. And he didn't really have control of it. Every every time he dies, he effectively wakes up again at the same spot, and there's like, oh well, I can do this differently and use it to our advantage and it's that film's cool by the way that film is pretty cool that film's cool although it's, edge it's, of tomorrow yeah. yeah
0: it's another classic
1: thing where it's just like it's fine when it's a film but if you just t- even for a moment try to imagine like what what every one of those days was like uh-huh. he has to go to that woman and the dude uh-huh. and the bunker and he has to explain the whole thing <laughs> every single time <laughs> oh, it like exi-
2: yeah. must be the most frustrating <laughs> existence Well, up to the point where there must be a way where he he must be optimising. Yeah, he must be
1: optimising the conversation, it's
2: Like, I know exactly what to say to make them... Yeah. (laughs) Well, not not exactly
1: like Groundhog Day, though. I guess, sort of. It's not like you're optimising the conversation, you're You're optimising the conversation in, like, delivery of information in as few words as possible. (laughs) So he must be
0: doing that in Groundhog Day, right? In order to... in various Like, to get rid of the... He learns how to get rid of the insurance guy... Who steps in the puddle <laughs> or whatever, and, you know, mm. all that stuff. Kind of. Yeah. It's similar.
2: Mm. Good film. Should watch. Don't I... watch, <laughs> Do watch. I... Yeah,
0: the snowman. Do watch. I went last night to, and I saw The Death Absolutely. of Stalin. I recommend that highly.
2: Oh, yes. I saw the. I've so been blindsided by the trailer for that last When we Brilliant. went to see Blade Runner, it was just like, what is this?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Ianucci, so... It's it's in the tradition of the thick of it and um, yeah 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 the Veep, but um, it's just brilliant because the cast is so good and the it's but the same it's kind like of
2: totally British people being Russians or something. Oh yeah it? yeah like, yeah. So they they've, the, they've just it had. Sounds, it's the weirdest looking thing.
0: Well, that part's fine. I think that part's kind kind of the strangest part, I suppose. But uh, you don't really notice it when you're watching it because they it, no, all the sure. actors are just doing their. Not completely, but like Steve Buscemi is just his American self, uh, mm. and um, you know. And, but Jason Isaacs is the most strange one, who's doing like this, Hello, this Jason crazy Iris. Yorkshire, Yorkshire accent, which works really well. He actually doesn't appear until like at least halfway through the film, <laughs> and he does a very dramatic entrance. So he's really good. In fact, they're all brilliant in it, and it's um, it's that same kind of sense of chaos and things spinning out of control that you get in. And people trying to vying for their own, you know, selfish self-interest that you get in in the thick of it. But but it's just the stakes are just so much higher because it's you know with all the purges and everything, people are just there's death lists and people are getting shot left, right, and centre, which of course is real. I mean, all of that really happened. So it's you know it's the same sort of thing, but with an amazing cast and just ramped up to the level of absolute absurdity but it's real at the same time mm. which is terrifying so it's so it's horrifying in so in in many ways like the main character really it's really between two of them who were fighting it out and uh the the one who's got the upper hand is just absolutely horrible like i mean he's obviously a real person this uh barrier who was head of the nkvd and he's just absolutely it, it the the performance is great but Simon Russell Beale. But mm. yeah, he's absolutely horrible. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, no, that'd be a good one because that's, that's exactly the sort of thing Gnome's into as well. So that'd be a good, yeah, it's good really one good. for us to watch. It, so, it doesn't yeah. let
0: up either. It's like, mm. yeah, it's great.
2: I was think, I'm sure I saw something else. Oh, wait, yeah. Um, presumably it would have been, you would have seen the trailer for that Churchill film as well.
0: Um, mm, no. At the start of that. No, I think maybe they showed different trailers.
2: Okay, in in a classic way um, of, oh boy, I saw this and it's like imagine how Churchill looks, right? (laughs) yeah, Uh, and you know, and imagine who it is. Then combine that with everyone's favorite um, bacon, bacon meat or whatever the bacon rating, whatever it was, what's that called? The the bacon (laughs) level. You know, when you say how many how many steps away from Kevin Bacon, six degrees of
0: bacon or something. Right. yeah
2: the bacon the bacon rating whatever it is um the bacon number that's it so it's just the bacon number, yeah. number um combine it with everyone's favorite bacon number wrecker um Gary Oldman and then be <laughs> like Gary Oldman's playing Churchill in a what is possibly the most impressive set of prosthetics and makeup work I think I've ever seen. I mean, oh think like he's, yeah, he's it's like nothing like
1: versus fatness is exactly. like the number
2: one problem and then there's all the other
1: problems.
0: Exactly.
2: It's amazing. Might as <laughs> well the CG did at that point. <laughs> so, so how does
0: he screw up the Kevin Bacon thing?
2: Well, because he's like, everyone is connected to Gary Oldman. Everyone. like, it's like As soon as you get connected right. to Gary Oldman, it's like, oh, there's only one more step to Bacon. You go
0: straight to Bacon, right.
2: And everyone's oh, worked with Oldman, because so really
0: like, Oldman's been in everything. It's just become right. the
1: five steps to it, Bacon. Because yeah. the one one step at the end is just automatic. It doesn't
2: even count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the five degrees of Bacon. Plus the, 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 the free the beat.
0: Well, you can jump from Fassbender to Bacon now, right? So thanks to that no, sure film. Yeah. So um, that's quite easy. So... He's been in everything, nearly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: A bacon meter. Bacon's everywhere. Even even if you've worked with like, extras on EE ads now. You're like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that was another funny thing about um, the death of Stalin, is that there's a couple of scenes or moments of Steve Buscemi acting with Paul Whitehouse. <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> which is pretty sweet.
2: Doesn't get much better.
0: Brilliant, <laughs> monster, monster. <laughs> oh dear! Speaking right, of Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. We didn't. We, we mm-hmm. didn't actually get to the point of what. Our yeah, Star Wars what was the point? Was about. Because I'm into Star Wars. Was like, we're trying gonna to think what a... they're going to do? They've got loads. Yeah, they uh... could do anything.
1: Yeah, but we were talking about like. Since they're apparently just making the same films again,
0: it's like how are we going to oh, go right. Star Four? Oh,
2: they're not Death Stars; they're Star Killers now. Well, this one's got they're, they're still orbs with guns. In well, them. this
0: one's got eight eight attack. Well, it's got walkers on a snowy looking on a white <laughs> right as planet. So as you do, so right. I mean, um, that was in the not, teaser Not trailer. filling
2: me, not filling me with confidence to be no, honest. That I know. might be the best thing of the whole, all of the films. Still not filling me with
0: confidence in everything. It was strategy. just, like, right
2: at the start no. of Empire. You
0: so what they've sure. done... Two minutes. So they do this thing, don't they, where they, they try and take those ideas that are familiar and then put some kind of twist on it. So what mm. they've done it's for the walkers, back. which I thought was quite stupid until I saw this latest trailer and actually they saw, don't them, walk. All, saw them they're move. They're all
2: wearing roller skates like Shadow the Hedgehog.
0: <laughs> they walk differently, so they, they're bigger slightly... Well, they're bigger than At-At's, and they and they have a sort of hump on their back and they walk like gorillas so they have their their um they're like oh, the front, front feet front are more like are much like, longer yeah they're like knuckle walking you know mm. that that walk that gorillas do yeah, where yeah. they have the which that part of with their fingers or whatever against the ground so yeah. knuckle walking so that's how these walkers move so it looks kind of cool <laughs> and quite uh, and so it's an interesting kind of you know twist on it um i have seen some um like i've seen a lego model of a smaller walker which looks absolutely terrible <laughs> um i haven't seen any footage of it but um that looks rubbish. Terrible. <laughs> yeah yeah but this is like it's got legs i don't know if they just recreated it really badly in lego because they couldn't do it but it's got legs a bit like those strang beast things you know those um Kinetic sculptures that that guy makes that that like right, blow yeah. across beaches. Yeah, yeah, like oh, lo- lots of yeah, legs. Yeah, of legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've done that for a little walker, and it's just that's a bad idea. <laughs> but but I've not seen
1: that that's like probably the worst idea because like the whole point of the whole point of even having legs is like theoretically you can step over things.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <All laughs> but they have
1: hundreds of tiny legs that move yeah. like a very small amount, before they lift off the ground, and you might as well just have a
0: wheel. <laughs> yeah, basically. But there's a kind of rule in Star Wars where there's no wheels anywhere ever. Have you noticed that?
1: Well, they have repulsors. Yeah. Or whatever.
0: But they, 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 they. I mean, the only one huh. is that I can think of is, um, which came from the extended universe is the kind of precursor to the Atat, which is the kind of giant. Yeah, the wheel thing. But, thing. but I don't know why, because otherwise there aren't wheels. There are no wheels. There, it's does like they. The, never... um,
2: does a the little spinny prong that come out of R two D two count? It sort of goes in and twists a bit. That's not a wheel control mechanism. It's sort of circular, but it plugs into sort of circular. I mean, presumably R two D two has wheels.
0: Yeah, but you can't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, and that's like, the most uh, obvious one, actually. Yeah. And BB eight is a giant wheel. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I suppose I know, the, was it. Dust the, dust the sand, it. big sand ass things have got treads. I treads. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the wheels inside the treads.
0: That's true. That's true. But it's in called, general, it's like old tech. Uh, yeah anyway yeah there's tons of stuff um like obviously there's going to be so we've got luke skywalker and we know we already seen in the flashback of ray in force awakens like the burning of the jedi temple you know Mm. that's a flashback and and there's luke with r2d2 so that's going to be fleshed out and all the stuff R2D2's
2: alive now so you know
0: yeah yeah all the stuff about oh no luke trained a new generation of jedi and he screwed up with with Kylo Ren, and it all went to shit, and now he he doesn't want to. Uh, I suppose
2: a, I suppose you're right. There could be a lot of backstory exposition stuff. Maybe, yeah, but you
1: can't backstory not, exposition. You can't. No, there won't be flashbacks. No, Yeah, because I'll probably just. I do they for need like to like A couple of that. minutes.
2: I'll probably just do a book on it or something. You know, or a, but there'll uh, be plenty of spin-off series.
0: It'll <laughs> like be Fall like,
2: of the Jedi again.
0: It's like the Yoda scenes from Empire, except. You know, now it's Luke and Ray instead of Yoda. Yeah, they don't. And Luke. They,
2: they don't need Jim Henson.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, there'll be a bunch of that. That's the and, new
2: But that's what I mean. This is done. this is my this is but this is what Zach and I were talking about. This is my problem. I don't, I'm not do I really want to just follow the same story beats again? It's like, <laughs> well, wow. it's
1: too late. They've already like,
2: committed. What, what they the did poor, the first film, which was the third film, a fourth film. And then so the, like,
0: yep. the, the idea I mean, is that, uh, I mean, like... I'm
2: really hoping that the end of this actually has a significant, maybe it's probably not going to be for the entire film. I'm prepared for that, but I'm um, hoping that the end of it actually has a significant twist on it to be like, Hey, you thought we were doing everything the same way, right? Well, this third film is going to be bonkers, mate. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean, Empire had a twist in it, so that would be copying Empire, would not
2: it? Yeah, but you can't. <laughs> they already use that twist. In yeah, the we all, first
1: yeah, we already know that twist. Effectively, this time, which one? Well, you know, someone being related to someone else. Yeah, exactly. We can't oh, already know what that's going to be, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I guess we don't know. And the two, but, yeah. two
1: different versions of that twist, even mm. they used it twice in long field.
0: Yeah,
2: sort of. Well, not it... explicitly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah I forgot. It's, it's, it's doubled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, uh, I think that they... I it, it It's hard to tell because you're right. Some of the things in the trailers and stuff are suggesting they are reusing some stuff. But, but like, I think they had to make it really close for The Force Awakens to kind of make up for the prequels. And oh, I think now yeah. they don't, can don't do me, different. Don't get me wrong.
2: Yeah, I think what they did with the with... The Force Awakens is smart in that they yeah. had to they had to show, hey, yeah. look, we get what makes Star Wars good. Yes, we've done the pretty much the same thing as the first Star Wars film, but it's in safe hands, guys. And yeah. so I really want this film to be we know what we're doing, but we don't want to retread ground. That's that's what I want. I don't I, want a retelling. I, I...
0: I'm it's hoping like, it's going to be that. I, I don't think it will be a retelling. It's a different yeah. director this time and everything. And I, 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 so, think, I,
2: re- I really hope so.
0: I'm pretty excited. I didn't like Rogue One, personally. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Because
2: um, you only watched it fairly recently, didn't you, Zerg? Yeah, that's why we were talking about Star Wars last week. Yeah.
1: Maybe oh, because really? the only thing that I wanted to talk about in Rogue One was how the first, chore- first choreographed fight with the monk dude and the stormtroopers in the, in the street. <laughs> yeah. There's a sticky bit where he uses his stick to flick dirt in a stormtrooper's face and he reacts like he's just been hit in the face with
0: dirt. <laughs> like, Even though he's wearing a helmet. <laughs> Even
1: he's wearing a helmet. It's like, I think you maybe choreographed this before you remembered that everyone was wearing helmets.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Probably.
2: Oh, man. Well, maybe we just, like, react uncontrollably. And <laughs> that heavens. Maybe that's just a human reflex. Maybe. maybe. But it would be a lot more fleeting, I suppose, yeah. than what it was in that fight. It'd be like, that... oh, yeah, helmet, carry on.
0: Was that your main takeaway from Rogue One, then? Have <laughs> you got any more, <laughs> <many> more <laughs> observations on it?
1: Well, you know, it was a whole a whole a pile of retcon and then and, and, like inventing extra characters to
2: fit into this retcon whole
0: quote-unquote characters yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> that didn't yeah, have much, yeah, I know, much i know to... what you mean
2: the, the one that stands out to me is a bit towards the end where you get the random british kid which is like suddenly introduced to be the mechanic in this important section let's somehow feel attached to him
0: oh uh, Rian. Anyway, yeah. oh what's his name yeah reese
2: because he only he's not really in the film until pretty much the end, right? And then during that sequence, and it's like, oh, important guy. But then you think back, actually, Star Wars used to do that a fairly large amount, right? It's like things in wedge, right? They only just turn up in the staff. That's not it's not the same thing. They just, but they like they turn up for like a quick fight, and then it's like then you never see him again because they've got blown. But wedge well. is just
0: <laughs> just the pilot. He's just like a senior and pilot. They
1: don't necessarily do anything that dramatic. They just in the fight. <laughs> okay. In fact, you never They're see wedge
0: outside of a. Plane. Apart from when he's like celebrating at the end, do you? I think I he's guess. always yeah. in a cockpit. Um. I
1: did also find like okay, the one other thing I wanted to point out that I found highly unnecessary about Rogue One. Is how they very specifically had to show Red 5 getting blown yeah, up. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was funny. <laughs> that was stupid. It's, it's like, like Red 5, on. and it's like, I you're mean, not yes, going to last long, <laughs> are you?
1: take Red 5's face, but did you really have to very specifically have him call out his name and then immediately blow up? <laughs> that, was,
0: that was stupid. I mean, yeah, but that whole thing necessary. was like massive fan service anyway.
2: I don't know. I thought it was quite enjoyable. I quite liked the actual slight the darker tone it took compared to most star wars films. i mean I that's
0: that's fine i i, it's I nice, was just it's nice
2: as a change like i don't i don't want them to do that all the time well, sure. had, i don't want the solo the han solo film for instance to be anything slightly, like that it's <laughs> like but... more focus on like the empire's side of operations yeah, whereas, yeah. like here's, here's how the empire actually operates and the quite, of... and the questionable nature of how some of the rebellion functions you know i actually kind of dig that
0: well that was as a cool a... idea i don't think they quite followed through on that it was very confusing how they went quote-unquote rogue <laughs> and, then and then, guess, and yeah. then and then and then so they kind of escaped the rebel base and then the rebels were like curse you and then we're like oh we better help you <laughs> or something like that oh yeah how they J- then
2: figured out it's like oh no these guys are not the same <laughs>
0: that whole th- that whole plot point was pretty dumb I mean,
1: it's a random bit of the diplomacy where it's like half of the rebellion didn't really want to go fight, and then the other half were like, no, wait, this is important. So we're just going to do it. Anyway.
0: So we'll just do it anyway. That was just confusing. I mean, I think what annoys me most is that I think the idea of like, a star Wars heist movie in the vein of like mission impossible is a really good idea. And they could have done it. That was supposed to be the pitch was this is mission impossible in space. And we're going to steal the death star plans. Now, how cool would that film have been if you'd Mm. fleshed out all the characters, you know, as like a ragtag team of,
2: but but I actually don't think you could do that with anything as high stakes as the death star plans. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that would have, I think you'd have had to have specifically had a low stakes film for that to work you know something that star wars doesn't actually do that often right you know just tell a story in the star wars universe that isn't about the end of the world (laughs) you know or the end of the universe like yeah you know we sort of talked about this before when we've talked about mass effect right like you don't have to make a mass effect game be about the death of the universe it's like yeah the first three were all about that well actually two was kind of a side
0: story wasn't it with the collectors like, it wasn't about no, the It still turns into the at the end. And, and it, was, yeah. it
2: is still kind of doom and gloom, super ridiculous uh, yeah, enemy force. It's like, but the, the universe is so big and so well fleshed out that you could have little little small stories. And they sort of did that in the Party at the Citadel yeah. DLC yeah, thing, was, which is was apparently was. one of the best. Yeah, very fan servicey, but it's apparently one of the best things they added to that game. Right. Because that stuff's, that stuff's mental. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like Star Trek. I have the same problem with this new Star Trek where everything's about the end of the world.
2: Right, like, yeah, I've not seen anything about the new Star Trek. I've heard very, very mixed things.
0: Well, I've been watching all of it and I still can't decide. I think I was, compl- I'm so on the fence with it. It's ridiculous. Like, I want to give it a chance, but I think having seen six of them now, I think I've decided that I, on balance, I don't like it. Hmm. Um,
2: but that in itself is one of the. It must be a massive problem with it, right? That it's just. that If you don't know how you feel about it, then it's sort of already failed.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Definitely. I'm definitely not super enthusiastic. Go out and watch it. Um, yeah, at it's all. It's just.
2: It's as weird as it looks. Because they're
0: like. It's quite uh, weird.
2: There are, there are gifts of like dancing people, and they've doubled down on the trendy wine bar aesthetic from the films that are, well, I don't know really works. Um, no, actually, I...
0: I actually think all the sets and stuff are really good and the special effects are freaking amazing for a TV show. They're really good. Um, All that stuff I think is good. The uniforms are a bit like they're all the same, which is a bit of a shame. You know, they don't seem to have the color coding going I on a bit weird. oh right i see they're all blue aren't they? yeah. <laughs>
1: so no yeah. one can complain about being a red shirt yeah yeah <laughs> and, then immediately going
0: and then immediately i mean there definitely are red shirts like there was no, an away mission and they're like obvious security person <laughs> got instantly murdered exactly. <laughs> so it's like he's not yeah, wearing a red yeah. shirt <laughs> uh, even though in tng they changed them to yellow no one seemed to uh, right yeah yeah but anyway
2: because red became sort of technical. Red, or something, no, red or, became or, command. No, red was command, yeah, yeah that's so it. So the card would it. wear red. Yeah. And, and, um, but and like, wasn't uh, red always meant to be engineering before that? Why were they always going on a way?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because engineering no. and security
2: are, are sort of yellow. Uh, uh, both engineering and security are yellow. Yeah, I think that's true.
0: Yeah. I think it's confused. I think it's the same in the original series that security and engineering are red, right? Because Scotty wears red, does he? Yeah. The, main yeah. thing, the main thing is that science and med- medicine is blue. Yeah, and then command is command gold originally. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then and then they swapped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs> like, maybe they should just be more specific and bring in some more colors. Let's have a yeah. purple and green. Yeah, they should have done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's oh. make this look even more stupid. They, they, they did use green once they got to like DS nine and stuff because that became. The oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> No, what
0: was that? Like, Dr. Bashir had some kind of weird costume, didn't he? No, Bashir was blue. Oh, was was he blue? Oh, that makes sense. Bashir
2: Bashir was blue, so was Dax. Dax was blue as well. Yeah, science,
0: right? Yeah.
2: Green came in there, didn't it? I I don't think so. I don't remember the green. I thought the uniforms followed the TNG rules. Yeah, I think they did.
0: They just changed them so that they were majority black had... with blue on the with the color on the top instead of the and, inverse, and, I, know, right?
2: and I know there were some characters that basically just didn't follow uniform protocol that were just like i'm just gonna wear my own stuff yeah, right like I okay. and... well he had a special case yeah <laughs> he needed shape-shipping
1: he clothes. maybe didn't technically yeah. even have blows <laughs> <Who> <laughs> yeah
0: he wasn't starfleet anyway um
2: he had a communicator that's close enough
0: <laughs> i guess yeah
2: i don't know something about discovery just looks like glee to me.
0: That I mean, my main I think I don't know what my main problem is. I don't like the kind of central um technology techno babble thing. You know, there's a kind of central
2: Oh, I I heard about the um the the, the having to recode or debug the enterprise episode. And that being kind of bad. Oh, that was because, well because it doesn't make sense in the context of Star Trek, right? The, the like technology would have gone beyond code at that point.
0: Oh, that, I mean, I thought that was hilarious. Was uh, for me oh, and the
2: fact that the, the, apparently they, the code they showed on screen was a header file from some some window. Oh, folder. I'm sure it was. <laughs> like, so what?
0: <laughs> so uh, let me just lay out this one scene. So because so, so the main character is disgraced, right? And he come he it, it, sorry she um comes on this ship uh and no one likes her and the captain sends her to engineering to help out or whatever she goes to engineering and the guy in engineering's like what the fuck who the hell are you what are you doing here and and gives her some crappy work to do and she's Mm. like and he goes like he hands her like a floppy disk or a little chip thing and says like reconcile these two code bases or something and it's like she's basically she's doing git merge all day (laughs) and there's like an interface she sees holographic like really good graphics of like um two and it looks like two lots of code and she's doing git merge all day and i'm like oh man that sounds like a terrible job and at the end Mm -hmm. of the day she's like what is this code that i'm working on what is all this stuff and it's like the pain (laughs) yeah How how are you merging it without knowing what it is yeah like
1: which one takes priority when there's a difference?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's what merging is, and it's painful when you have to merge. It's not much fun. Yeah, yeah you know so the pain. I, if your yeah. boss says, "Right, you've got to merge these two conf- all these conflicts," and that's what you got to do today, you're like, "Oh god!" So that that was quite funny, um, but also like. It's freaking stupid. Like the chief of engineering is like talking back to the captain all the time. And it's like, what? That wouldn't stand. That doesn't make well, sense. I
1: mean, Scotty did
2: kind of do that, but not exactly. Not. Scotty well, just sort of yeah, complained that the captain but, constantly. Yeah, well, they sort of, they, they, yeah, he basically said, we've got, I can't do that because we've got problems. <laughs> so like, the, that's, the, that's, that's, although he said that quite abrasively, but that was his, that was his thing, right? It's like, we've got
0: problems. So the central, for me, maybe it's not that important, but the central kind of, um techno conceit thing in this one is that it's an experimental ship right and it's got a special drive right so like the improbability drive or something from hitchhiker's guide to the galaxies <laughs> so the way the way that works is you plug in how improbable it is that you're going to just materialize instantly in another part of the galaxy right and then it it it, it tunes its improbability to that exact Unlikelihood and warps you there, right, instantly. So in this one, there's some kind of... It's called the spore drive. And they use some kind of, like, fungi, fungal spores or something to connect to some kind of fungal spore, like, network that pervades the entire galaxy in subspace or something. Right. That subspace means, mushrooms. Yeah, subspace mushrooms, which means that when they plug it in correctly and stuff uh Using biological technology, um you know that they've uh found or uh, and are adapting. Engines. Yeah, they can w- they can teleport from anywhere to anywhere, which is stupid, I think, and it kind of ruins Star Trek because, like, the whole well, point is you need to. if there's any
2: danger, it's just like just warp out.
0: Yeah, exactly. But they, can't, the,
2: they can't even be chased, right? Because not, So there'll be no mid-warp chase scenes. So. No,
0: none of that. I mean, the, the the way that they put, like... They make it so that this thing is experimental and dangerous and that it's, it's hurting, you know... It might be space. hurting the crew, or it's hurting space, or it's hurting the thing—the biology that they're using to, all of that. It's I a bunch of biology. Yeah, a bunch of moral. <laughs> so, we're so,
2: breaking <laughs> biology as we do this across the universe.
0: So they discover a creature that they can exploit to, to drive the engine. Right. So there's slavery. This, yeah. So this this the moral quandary. Fast Farscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Not that fast. kind of thing, and it's like <laughs> I don't like this. This isn't you know the idea of just teleporting the whole ship anywhere at any time i, I think is well, yeah, really dumb
2: <laughs> <laughs> although in fairness they did already jump that shark in the second film star trek film right not quite in in teleporting the ship but you know people can teleport anywhere
0: did they uh, yeah do you uh, remember
2: that was the whole thing in the in, oh um, the transport beaming Beyond? thing yeah,
0: yeah, but that was like within a galaxy, uh, within a solar system, right? That that was like. Oh, was the, it, uh,
2: I think the I, I idea was it, that they could. I thought it was ridiculously long range, like like several systems or something, or
0: i can't remember i thought it was that you could beam onto a ship that was in warp wasn't that the thing in in the first Oh that,
2: that might have star been it Trek as well film? but yeah. yeah there was a, it was basically some ridiculous long range warp thing right. like, i'm gonna okay. beam to anywhere but it's like yeah. warp isn't the same as like hyperspace from star Trek. no star Wars, because
0: no. in
1: warp you're still in physical space you're yeah just moving you're just
0: warping space. the space <laughs> yeah yeah space is moving around you than... that's the idea yeah Whereas uh,
1: if you're going into if you're going into subspace, that's where it's like that's where the Star Trek is that should really be happening.
0: No, and the fact that it's some kind of biological network is is just too stupid. <laughs> it's too stupid for me. I can't get on board with it. No, I just think it's dumb. If
2: if, if subspace, well, wait, subspace isn't really a thing, is it? In no. in Star Trek. So like, if, no, if that so. or some other concept of a different plane existed, then yeah, okay, maybe. That's this is this is potentially along the same lines as wormholes, maybe. Yeah, so, I mean they have they have had subspace be a place that
1: things could exist in, like even subspace creatures and stuff occasionally. I think.
0: I think the the Borg reality. had a kind of super highway network, didn't they? Some kind yeah, of the subspace network. Tra- subspace I I was that. it or transwarp network or something? Yeah. They had some kind of super highway that would let them travel even faster. That Voyager exploited to get home, right? I seem to remember yeah um uh, anyway um i i i'm i'm okay with like wormholes and shortcuts but this this kind of instant teleport based on like some kind of spurious kind of tree root network spans space
1: really fast but if it was yeah. instant that's the trouble yeah but if you went into subspace and then you traveled through this mysterious biological tunnel or whatever and then you came out the other end yeah
2: the tunnels it's like
0: it's like in 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 Battlestar you you jump instantly but there's a range to it right so you have yeah. to make multiple jumps to get the long distance like they have to keep jumping it's not like they and they're still technically to, traveling. To
2: it's, just a, it's just a form of it. They call it the FTL, don't they? It's just yeah, it's just, that's it's, true. It's, it's it's not quite instant either. It's just that it's it, it, it might. I guess it probably feels instant to the people on board because weird stiff stuff happens. <laughs> weird stiff th- stuff. Weird stiff stuff happens when you're yeah. on board and, you're, and you go FTL. But There's a
0: lot of dolly zooms happening when it goes yeah.
2: FTL. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> the camera the camera is moving towards you while simultaneously zooming out a lot. <laughs>
2: Yeah, everything gets long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: dear. Anyway, yeah, that annoyed me. Um, so yeah, that maybe, sounds
2: that sounds dumb.
0: I mean, you should watch the first two episodes because they're basically like a a film um, that sets up the series. Okay. Um, so like a, and like a
2: feature length opener. Apparently. Yeah,
0: basically. Okay. And and the special effects are really good and stuff. So yeah, it's worth a bash. It's got Michelle Yeoh as well in the in the in that one. Um, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Yeah. Star Trek. Star Trek.
1: Speaking of Star Wars, news.
3: News! That was, news.
1: I was trying to
0: segue
2: often, but, you know, read all that
0: small stuff. Yeah, what's going on? EA are doing bad stuff. Tell me about
2: well, it. Well, let's <laughs> stay on Star Wars. Let's keep that segue going. That's, why, that's Front, why I said it. Battlefront campaign has been, well, there's two Star Wars bits of news. The yeah. Battlefront campaign has been confirmed to be about five to seven hours long. No surprises sure there all right well, the big, sounds all right so that, that sounds all right it's like yeah it's not just a throwaway thing that's kind no, of cool. It looks it looks cool these days
1: so, yeah. yeah how
2: long do you think that ones one was about, <laughs> that was a mm, bit shorter actually i'd, I'd peg it at about four probably yeah probably um because that well, was that more throwaway cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's, saying five it's, doesn't
0: last like yeah, one hour more good
2: point to be fair like it was a fun no. ride but it was but it was that it was a ride yeah like, i think that's cu-
0: i think that's cool for that game because like no one liked the battlefield 4 or 3 no. single player so or, like,
2: or i thought they were funny. 3 3 they was were. better than 4 but they weren't good um, they were they were passable um mm. let's put hardline in that category as well right sort of <laughs> which is thing. which is sort of relevant to, to to the next story which is that EA are also closing Visceral Games who had worked on Battlefield Hardline (laughs) um, uh, but are most famous for their work on the Dead Space franchise um, and have closed them and given the link to star wars here they were working on the on that new star wars game Dem dare star wars <laughs> that i'd <laughs> um, forgotten about <laughs> yeah that everyone routinely forgets about well, it's the one that wasn't thirteen that 13, everyone wished it was Barely yeah, wanted, yeah. <laughs> and was also being written by amy hennig of uncharted and naughty dog fame you know this was a big deal this was highly anticipated but it's been so long coming that everyone kind of just forgets about it routinely um but yeah, whatever that was or was shaping up to be is, pro- no is more. probably no longer a thing. Um, so it's worth digging into the story as to why this happened, because, I don't know, it's a good chance for us to bring up. OK, we need to make sh- we need to need to, <laughs> we need to settle on a name for this guy. We need to settle on like so Patrick Soderland is the guy from EA. He's the guy that fronts Most of the e three presentations um, for EA, uh, the tall guy. But is he yeah. Smarmy MacSmarm face or is he Douche Maccock? <laughs> douche I think it's I think, really I think he might be Douche McCock. Yeah, it's like um. Yeah. Well, that sounds like an instruction. Scrooge McCock. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna Scrooge Macduck? M- what? No, that's right. Scrooge Mac. No, <laughs> no, no don't do no it. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so Cop yeah. M- dude. <laughs> so so DMC. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, he basically put a quote out. Uh, well, fact,
1: I, you say he, but it's just like
2: yeah. Wow, well, his
1: EA's corporate bullshit response. I'm
2: tagged by him. <laughs> tagged in his name. But, but yeah, like... written in his name. Yeah, let's go with that. They um, basically said said so, so this was shaping up to be a single player linear adventure experience, and according to our uh, playtesting uh, and feedback from that, and paying attention to the current marketplace. This was not a direction we wanted to go in, so we've, we've we are. What is the phrase? Pivoting the design. Yep. Yeah. Except not really. I don't think you can pivot
1: a design when you're taking it out of one studio and giving the assets to another studio. That's not really pivoting a design. That's just
2: like starting over practically. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they've said. Who's taking over?
0: They're just saying pivot because that's like a cool Silicon Valley pivot. word. Well, is, because it's business. Yeah,
2: it's business. Yeah, that's what it's led, business that labor, whole yeah. thing. Pivot! Yeah, basically <laughs> what they did is they got a pivot table in Excel and then put some numbers together and they were like, oh, this, 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 this isn't turning well <laughs> This number is not summarily hard. <laughs> this number hasn't turned that's around business. as we expected.
0: Business. Pivot.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. And so that's kicked up a bit of a fuss online as... People going, oh, EA killing off single player games, killing oh, off more studios, killing off more studios. What are you doing? You've been EA'd, and in fairness, this rule you can argue has been EA'd over the years well, because. Visceral- was part of EA to start with. It wasn't actually a separate company. It wasn't no, no, like no. Westwood or whatever where
1: the EA bought them and then fucked it up. No,
2: you're you're, you're right in that um, <laughs> this is internal fuckery. <laughs> yeah, Dead Space, you know, was was an EA published game and was a well formed single player experience. As was Dead Space 2. Those those both those games are well loved um, generally. Um, yeah, they then got what can only be described as modern AAA corporation. And, um, mm-hmm. By, and, um, with Dead Space three, by filling it with horrific microtransactions and making it, it like, <laughs> making it multiplayer and, it, and fight humans instead of netball. yeah, and basically <laughs>
1: all the stuff that was popular at the time yeah, ba- basically walls
2: yeah that too basically just making that game not Dead Space um, because of corporate decisions. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, hang on, just for a second, just to roll back to the Star Wars Rogue One talk. There is that scene where they're about to start fighting on the planet next to the hangar, and they run out, and there's basically high walls. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a cargo area with just, like, crates, but it's like, that's so really obvious.
0: Yep, and he's like, should we fight our way over to the button, or should we just sort of walk walk really slowly (laughs) in a meditative fashion?
2: That was stupid. Oh, I liked that, though. It looks cool. It was just...
1: It was really... Like what are those cargo kind of areas even for on that planet? They're like so far away. <laughs> the landing pads on these little pinnacles. Because mm. they didn't have much land to work with, maybe. So they built this entire ridiculous space. Anyway.
0: That yep. That whole planet was quite dumb. Not as dumb as the giant lava castle, but there you go. Which
1: <laughs> <I'll> they <say> briefly do <laughs> <'Cause>, as well.
0: Because <laughs> Darth Vader's gotta live in a giant lava castle. Yep.
1: Well, but, you know, maybe he had some sentimental attachment to lava a planet <laughs> The
0: place <laughs> the where he got horribly film. burned, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta got live there for the rest of my life. Was
2: that the CG Tarkin? Was it Tarkin? Yeah. Yeah. CG Tarkin. Quite actually reasonably okay. CG okay. It's well. not going to look yeah. good
0: in ten years, though. Anyway. I, I no. thought...
2: But then well, neither thought... did the last time they tried to make a young Jeff Bridges, right? Like, like in, in Tron. That looked kind of off. But I suppose that's fine because it's Tron.
0: I think they did quite I was a bit worried when Sean Young t- you know, popped up in uh, Blade Runner that was going to take me out of the film. But it was oh, right, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It was better than oh, a lot I... better than because I think um Tarkin looks okay, mainly because not not to be too insulting but that guy looks insane anyway like even as a human being (laughs) like he's the kind of hammer horror guy right he 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 made a whole career out of looking super creepy um, Mm. and also being a good actor um but like leia at the end looks weird i think very weird Mm. when she's like hope Uh, even if it's just two seconds it just looks wrong i think anyway
2: Oh, wait, so it's the plans on the blockade runner.
0: Yeah, right, the end of the Oh,
2: I assumed they'd already filmed that while she was alive.
0: No, 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 that is definitely not real. She looks weird.
2: I don't remember. I I didn't notice.
0: Yeah, okay. For me, she looks quite strange. But there you go.
2: Definitely worse than time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there's that as well. How are they going to deal with that? Deal with what? Her being not having Leia, and because she's still. Oh, in, she's in the new so, one. She's sort of yeah. She's sort of a big deal. So they finished filming. Yeah, they had already finished filming. Yeah, yeah,
0: She's in this one. Cool. She won't be in the next one, obviously. Um, mm. But uh, but maybe she'll. Her character will. It will, will. You know, something will happen to her character or something. <laughs> But I don't know. Probably not. I don't Kill know. The yeah. Maybe. Anyway, Bissell rule. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, yeah, They they've been EA over time anyway. So it's like it's hard to. And this this felt like at least to me anyway the fact that they were making a single player linear adventure game. It's like yeah, visceral are good at this. In theory, this is their bag. Let them do what they do. And it's like if that was what it was going, and that's what EA didn't want to see. I. It's easy to think EA were in the wrong here um however and i hate to play devil's advocate i really do because most of the time it is the corporations that are being evil oh you know it's quite clear that it's that most of the time we've never seen anything of that game yeah, it could have been bad it could have just been not coming together things get all canned all the reasons. time
0: the mistake yeah. they made was announcing it
2: yeah, well, because they have nothing else. Like, yeah, EA, EA have bugger all at, at like many E3s, and they just go, "Oh, what are we going to talk about? We're, we've done a deal with Star Wars, so we've got to say something." And it's like, but they didn't have to mention this other game because they had Battlefront, right? In theory,
0: but that's so, all yeah. they're doing with the Star Wars license
2: at the moment. Yeah, it's Battlefront and this other. Th- well, the other thing still exists. Let's not forget that. But it's like the respawn but, but... thing. Oh yes, that as well. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. But, and also, it does this mean there's no Titanfall 3, but yeah, probably. Um, mm. It's not a lot, before,
0: to be fair. Yeah. No, no, no. Um,
2: Well, But maybe that's good, e. a behind, quality of a yeah.
0: quantity, I would say.
2: Well, REA behind Galaxy of Heroes. Is it Galaxy of Heroes on mobile? The sort of Star Wars free to play thing? Maybe. I don't know.
1: I would imagine they probably
2: are. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense.
1: Which press conference did that turn up off after on the 3 this year? What? Galaxy of Heroes? Yeah, we're none, we're, I don't we're, think. No, they, we're at the end of the conference, it went to like the stupid van outside where it was like an hour ago to play this unnecessarily long demo of this Star Wars game you don't want to see. Oh, it was Battlefront. No, <laughs> it was after the Battlefront one. Like, <laughs> oh, I, was, I don't think I watched that first. <laughs> I mean, it must be the EA.
0: <laughs> It's never going to happen, obviously, but I mean, just seeing the, the footage of the quite good looking. Um, space battle stuff in battlefront 2 just makes me mm. want like an actual x-wing game with those yeah. graphics it'd be so that's good a, that's
2: a harder sell though isn't it just yeah no terrible. one would buy it That would be great but, but if they, perhaps if they made it as a i don't know if they could make something relatively small and you know maybe think about vr yeah definitely like that. definitely
1: VR. star wars themed because
2: they did do a vr experience yeah. in uh x-wing for the last battlefront game right i think if you had psvr you could do a vr thing in a in a an next wing, and it's like alright. Oh, so they're sort of thinking but, about this.
0: But all we want is to be able to transfer power from our shields to our weapons <laughs> and <laughs> we to want, our engine. <laughs> we want a
2: certain number of mappable keys.
0: <laughs> no, I mean you could do that with a stick, I'm sure, or something.
1: Oh, with VR, you could just have it be a physical cockpit thing.
0: Yeah, like drag. You with... won't have
1: to make the handles like unnecessarily large, but <laughs> you can do
2: it. What, I mean, so that... you're, a, you're using a joystick in one hand and a touch controller in the other. Or yeah, and you just or... like grab the shield handle and pull it to front.
0: <laughs> I think I think based on that one line of dialogue in the original Star Wars film which is like they're going down the trench and it's like oh they've stopped shooting and the guys like stabilize your rear deflector watch for enemy yep. fighters and that made that whole mechanic of like where not only could you change the charge levels you mm. could also change where your sh- what part of the shield had which the power pa- was given yeah. the power yeah so you could put all your all your Always shield make it to the front. In the rear or make, or it, make well, it stronger. It depends if way. you're doing a head-on attack against a giant, you know. Oh, I spaceship. suppose if, you're, if you're,
2: yeah. yeah, I suppose if you're doing, but then when you Bombing run, run away, but you're constantly switching it though. Yeah, I mean, you've got to stabilize your real deflector. <laughs> I think they need to. They need to be some way of simplifying those mechanics instead of having it like as flexible as it was. In those yeah, older definitely. games, if, if they like Yeah, if there were ways of saying I need more shields now and stick it to the front. Like You easily. want to keep
0: the complexity but make it much easier. better user experience. Yeah, easier to play. Um, if you could do that, it'd be so good. What
3: do you want the VR? Just
2: wiggle a handle. <laughs> wiggle a handle. Because then you wiggle the wrong one, or you wiggle it in some weird, undetected direction.
0: Probably, You'd be you know? so busy trying to trying, trying to hit buttons in that cockpit if you wanted to actually fight, like in VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be, 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 be stressful. stressful. Well,
2: <laughs> even do even like, doing really? even, even doing that stuff in the, that stuff in the heat of battle, surely that's mighty impractical, anyway. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's the reality of actual fighter combat. I know, I'd I know. Do.
1: But well, with the most of the time, that would be handled by the
2: droids, right? That's what they're for.
0: Yeah, I guess so. You got your Astro. Oh, I suppose yeah,
2: you could just shout the command at them, yeah. Voice yeah.
0: Control. Yeah, you could have voice hey, Cortana, control.
2: shields to front.
0: <laughs> Except it'd be R2 or, or your personal
2: Hey, astromech
0: droid. R2ANA. <laughs> R2ANA?
2: <laughs> R2ANA, like <for> R2. a
0: <laughs> I see.
1: I think your Xbox is nearly trying to turn on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were just talking about the in the room. Of course, yeah. Don't ever say those words. Yeah, that I guess would, that could...
2: would quite possibly have killed our mic if it had. Yes. Yeah, it would have done. I, I, at least I didn't say. say <laughs> don't say it. it. Yeah. <laughs> at least I didn't tell it to power up or something in some various forms. or I didn't say. I don't think it understands. Put shields to front. around. <laughs> no, fortunately. Where's shields? Yeah, so that's a bummer. That's a banner. Either way you look at it, it's like it's not, it's like it's, you know, a closure is never great. Yada, yada, yada. It seems like a lot of Visceral has been, they've not lost their jobs, or at least most of them, or haven't, because they've, they've been moved to other studios in EA, if that's possible for them to do so, I suppose. Like, where is the studio and all that jazz? But, you know, and there was the I'm usual.
0: The jazz. And
2: there was the usual internet uh, run of like studios that have extra space, going, "Hey, visceral devs, do you want a job?" Yep. Yeah. So, which yeah. is always, you know, Ooh, encouraging to
1: see. Yeah, yeah. warming stuff. <laughs> Steal all that talent from EA as fast as possible. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yep. exactly. But, you know EA? I'm going to use it for good. Uh, yeah. So that happened. What else is going on?
0: Loot boxes are going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, continuously in every game ever, and they're getting worse.
0: Have we they reached peak loot box, or I, I think we have.
2: <laughs> we have to hope. So. Well, because I thought we'd reached peak microtransaction, like. Three or four years ago, <laughs> but but evidently not. Well, I mean that was the theory when, when back at E3 where we were like,
1: oh my god, we might actually not be giving shitty DLC practices as much. It might be free DLC from now on. Maybe now that EA is starting to commit to that. Yeah, but that's, like that's no, the, we're still not through the loot box realm. That's,
2: that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's it's pivoted from map packs, and in at least in multiplayer land, it's pivoted from map packs to they're now just three. And at three, three. So the right version of three. Here we go. Um, stupid mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's now all loot boxes. And yeah, whatever trouble, that means. The trouble and, with loot
1: boxes is that like, the DLC is, be- is meant to be stuff that happens after the base game. Whereas now the loot boxes are just built into the base game from the
2: start. <laughs> so you're yeah. getting even more so, fun. So the Shadow of War one is, is especially contentious because it's. Um, the way that game is structured, and, like, and this may come as mild spoilers, so, <laughs> and so it heads up here. Not really. And not, not too much, no. But they're, they're effectively like a random loot box system by which you can gain gear, um, and most importantly, you can gain orcs for your armies, um, which may be. Very, very good and very, very bad. Effectively taking the need for you to actually play the game and gain those orcs legitimately away. If you so want much, to spend money on it's it,
1: it's not so much taking um, it away. It's that supposedly towards the end game, in order to get
2: the amount of quality orcs that you need, just takes yes. too much grinding. Yes, that is one hundred percent it. So once you've completed the main storyline, there is a little bit more to do, which basically involves yeah having a ridiculously strong army, uh, which. Can be argued incentivizes you to pay money to get the loot boxes. Otherwise, you're gonna have to spend a whole load of time to get to that point to actually get the real ending. And it's like, fine, give people end game some end game content. I'm I'm okay with that part of it. Potentially, it's not end game content, though. it's shitty end game content. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not really an expansion. It's not like it's opened the world up and go. Here's something new for you to do. It's like do more of the same, but you're gonna need stronger stuff. To do it yeah and so that's shady and also like the whole thing with like uh, because of the way that's structured, actually this highlights even further the whole gambling aspect uh, aspect of, of loot boxes right and that now you need those things to potentially to progress through the story the whole randomization of loot boxes and the putting money in to get random gains feels even worse than it did before
1: and that's what everyone's talking about now, when like they should this be should this be regulated. The ESRV said that loot boxes aren't gambling, but apparently maybe the British government ha- will eventually have something to say about it too. yeah, something so
2: to think about getting involved. I, I think it's the Chinese that are the he- ahead of the curve here. Well, yes, because, because- they- because they had to, they are the ones that put the the. They uh, demanded percentages. Yeah, you need show the percentage chance on the box. Absolutely, yeah. If there's a, if there's an incredibly low, a naught one percent of getting this super rare item, then it's like, yeah, that's that. You need to tell the players that. You need to tell the players exactly how likely they are to get the thing. And I think that's incredibly wise. That that needs to happen. Um, I mean, I think I think what is it the uh, in the UK on on things like fruities and stuff like that or gambling machines in general, there has to be, we don't, you don't have to give out percentages for the each win condition or something like that, but you do have to say what the payout rate is or something. So the number of the amount of money you put into the machine versus the amount of money that comes out has to be a fixed number. Hmm. Um, hence why, you know, further proof to why modern machines are, you know, gaming you all the time, basically, because they have to, Make sure that the machine gets close to that claimed percentage.
1: The average,
2: yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think it, I think if that percentages rule was true over here, then that, that that's at least a step in the right direction. Well, the but is- it is ultimately gambling, and like <laughs> well, I I don't, I, or I, I, or I, don't, I don't quite know why it's considered not. And like, is it because there's no chance of winning money? Well, no, is that the only I, differentiator? The thing it? that I
1: right. think that I think the SLB said about it was. Well, firstly, yes, that there's that like technically real money doesn't come out. You're paying yeah. you're paying money to get a thing. You're not paying money to have a chance of getting more money. <laughs> and you're not guaranteed of getting a thing. And they, yeah, that's the other thing they said. You're, you're paying money to get a thing, and you're always going to get a thing, maybe just not the thing you want. Mm. <laughs> and then that led to the obvious like counter argument to that, where it's like, so if I make my fruit machine
2: always pay out one p for every spin, it's not gambling any longer. <laughs> Yeah, technically, I suppose <laughs> anything with a guaranteed win, I suppose, per, is not gambling. Like even if that is still just money down a hole, I, I guess. But even that feels weird, doesn't it? Right.
1: Yeah, that's why everyone's annoyed about it because it's like now we need to actually now. And then uh, ended the end of the ersb statement mm. was like, we don't actually we we our definition of gambling is based on like the governmental definition of gambling. So, in effect, we have to have the government look at the loot boxes and say whether that's gambling. Is the ESRB... America. That's American, yeah. And Peggy had a, made a comment as well, but their one wasn't as detailed. They basically just said, yeah, what the ESRB said. ESRB said. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay.
3: Right.
1: Basically, no one wants to make that first move. Right? Well, or they're restricted by having to follow government guidelines or whatever, I
2: guess, maybe. Well, I guess no one wants to say the wrong thing, so they're just like, "Ah, uh, until the government updates, we're not making an action." So there, yeah, that's what's
1: happening now. Some, hmm. some uh, enough people made a big enough deal about it with petitions and talking to MPs or whatever that the British government may have something to say about it. Maybe I,
2: I think it's smart because I've, i I this is cause I think the free to play model is. Mm-hmm. Let me try and think of a way of word in this. The loot box <laughs> stuff is more overtly gambling if let's call it like even if it's not gambling but it's <laughs> even if like, not gambling yet yeah it's if, it, but it's more overtly in that direction
3: yeah
2: but i've had a problem that with free to play even from the like you know the whole best value spend 50 quid to get all this in game currency stuff f- purely from the ch- the the sort of the child aspect well, yes, of it because it's because well and kids kids don't really understand the value of money uh, that in some of the games that these are like some of these super simplistic games with free to play currency systems in there, and they're like can i buy this daddy and it's like it's 70 quid no and then, <laughs> well I'm that's like, what that's what should happen yes yeah. but that's not what happens no <laughs> and uh, yeah i don't know that all, that whole thing is actually sort of seems damaging on all sides in 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 some ways um so i have a bit of a problem with free to play models that that, at least that are, are not... not at least super obvious about what. <laughs> at you least can those ones aren't definitely get. aren't. Gambling. No. So it's like, no, 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 you're no. no. You're, you're
1: buying be... a specific number of currency, you're... and that number of currency buys a specific amount of engagement. Yeah,
2: on. you're paying for a thing. That thing may be garbage in the vast majority and cases, and ridiculously overpriced in the vast majority of cases. But you are getting the thing that you pay for. So legal. It's it sucks, but you know it's legal. Whatever. Yeah. Um. This Yeah, this stuff... It's more the problem that it's now everywhere, right? I don't have a problem with loot boxes as a concept. They are a fun progression mechanic, as as long as you don't pay for them. <laughs> like, I, I quite liked getting random drops... Like, TF2 started all this, right? Let's be honest. Kind of. It, like, it was the first random drop game, multiplayer game, I guess? <laughs>
1: Probably Other not than MMOs. The, the biggest one that we were around. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose right.
2: MMOs had it years before as well, but... Um... I suppose wow was before tft wasn't it or
1: i don't know what would have been the first with like the
2: crate and key system like TF2. that may have been pretty close to the first for that yeah yeah pa- paying to get the random stuff i suppose like paying real money to get random stuff tf2 might have led the way on that um
1: or you know some obscure mmo that we don't know now. yeah <laughs> probably from more likely. Likely.
2: probably from korea yep yeah Um, but at least uh, it's weird because that was at least uh, even if you're going down if you want to throw the aesthetic argument in the play here that stuff is always almost entirely purely aesthetic other than the odd gun you can earn all of those pretty easily through play Wow! or you could until they kept adding more and more and then the drop tool became ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) But then you can just go and buy them. But then, that's the, but well. then the, Yeah, that's the flip side. The TF2 system has always had, well, we've got these crates, but if you want these things, you can just buy them directly. Just not the extra fancy versions of them. Yeah. <laughs> the and stat tracking and yeah. flames. <laughs> so in in my mind, that's at least less bad because there's the direct route if you want it. Hmm. And sure, the prices were still nuts, but the direct route's there. Um, which I suppose is technically true of the somewhat shady CSGO... Trading, mm. the direct routes there in some way. Not exactly. No, not really through the game. But yeah, you can do it. It's not necessarily legal. No. And then uh, the Shadow of War thing just means that it's like now it's tied to gameplay and random and not just aesthetic and important. It's like it's bringing all of the worst aspects of this together. And the Forza one that we talked about. Well, last yeah. Day. So let's, let's talk about the Forza one. The Forza we one is last Did we? Or I tried to. You hadn't seen it at that point. I hadn't seen it, yeah. So <laughs> right. now I know about it in more detail. It's effectively um, the Forza system now is the. the progr- um, There's all kinds of things wrong with Forza 7 other than the actual gameplay. <laughs> in that the actual, like, the, the the progression in the meta, I suppose, of Forza 7 seems a bit messed up now in that they've taken away your ability to boost your XP and. Um, money and all that stuff by making the game harder that's no longer a, um that's no longer a thing you can do but you can, you, no, you can make it harder if you want but it doesn't actually give you any benefits um, that instead has been replaced with something you can get out of loot crates called mods um which let you apply a certain modifier to a race, it's like, hey, if you do this race without ABS, you get twenty percent more. And it's like, I play all my races without ABS. This doesn't really change anything, you know. Uh, and if I if this had been the previous game, I would have already been getting more money for doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in, none of it feels great, and the fact that these things are tied to loot crates and that those things are not permanent—they get used. Yeah, consumables. Um, consume. Yeah, consumable difficulty modifiers. Um. Had they just left it at "Hey, you can get pointless crap for your avatar in the game," I might have been all right with that. I think it's pointless, but whatever, right? It's an aesthetic thing. At tying it to again, tying it to a gameplay mechanic. It's not even
1: really tying it to a gameplay mechanic. It's the it's basically the same thing as Shadow
2: War. It's tying it to reduced grinding. Mm. <laughs> and also well and the vip pass has always been a bit sketchy right and that it's a coin doubler wow. which is now actually being there's the thing we talked about last time is that it wasn't a permanent coin doubler but it, and they've re, they're doubling they're reversing that it is going to be a permanent coin coin doubler okay uh they they realized it's like oh yeah this is terrible value we're gonna we're gonna revert that but then paying for a vip pass that is a coin doubler like yeah still horrible I know that's a free-to-play thing, but still horrible. I don't know, that one seems less bad, because that's that's the old argument of, like... You're paying
1: for a thing. People don't... Well, and people don't have enough time to always play games for as long as some people, yeah, other people you do. To, you shouldn't have to pay for that privilege. Yeah, but then why wouldn't you... If you didn't have to pay for it, then what's to stop everyone using it? And then everyone has the same game experience again, and you've just made this thing point. Just
2: design the game better. I don't know... <laughs>
1: Like, there's no way to design
2: around that without making
1: an option that either everyone will use or you have to make a restriction.
2: Well, maybe you're right. But then maybe you just, maybe that's player choice, right? You opt into that if you want it. Like then you could say that about, like, all the other things that are the same. To me, that's almost the (laughs) same. Yeah, exactly. That's the same argument as having what the, what do they call it? The super guide in Nintendo stuff. And it's. Or like, like, oh, it's the baby mode, or like like Mass Effect story mode, where it's like you don't actually play the game. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: like why are you paying for a book? (laughs) I don't know. That's that's that has Mass Effect story has value. Come on, (laughs) It has value, but it's still just a story. Like you might as well be reading it from a book if you're not playing the game. A film's just a story. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's a different thing. You're watching it on a screen. Watching Mass Effect on a screen. Well, okay, then it's more like a film than a book. But it's still just you
2: bought a box set,
1: a thirty-hour box set. I don't know if it would be 30 hours without all the game.
2: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, you might be right.
1: You might be right. I mean, I guess even in the story mode, you do kind of
2: have to still navigate the world and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. There is still Uh, some, like, not just film esque You've got to walk around and investigate and talk to people, and then we'll still let you make the decisions and stuff, which is a hefty chunk of that game.
1: And I think you still have to, I don't actually, I never saw it, but I think you do still go through the fight. It's just, it's just like, it's not possible to fail.
2: Mm. <laughs> you just hold down the trigger. <laughs> sort off. Anyway. anyway. All, all this aside, things feel like they're getting worse.
3: Yep. Triple A,
2: as Jim Sterling would say, is uh, possibly taking it a little too far. And the argument for the seventy dollar game came up again recently. Yeah, it's like stop doing this. Just charge if you're having trouble paying for these big budget titles. Just make your games more expensive. Which they clearly
1: are Yeah. Well, they just luckily... want to make more money.
0: I mean, luckily Nintendo's back, <laughs> and yeah, they're like making money again with awesome games that don't have any of this bullshit.
1: <laughs> well. You never know they might get there. They've no, started right, they started
2: down the have, DLC road. They have started down the DLC road and like a, the one true. argument that I've heard in this conversation was that the Zelda DLC is paying for a hard mode. Yeah. And it is. it's like a, which is a little bit. Well, scary.
0: so far, I mean, you when you buy it you get both DLCs included. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: One. I know what you mean. And yeah. we still don't know what the second half truly is. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I think it'll be um, fine.
2: And the second half is going to be more substantial than what they've put out so far from what they yeah. said. So. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's supposed to be a new yeah, yeah. thing.
2: And it's not actually that unreasonably priced either. If, if you think, Nintendo have a pretty no. good track record of making their DLC very good value for money. The
0: Kart <laughs> stuff was good. Except except Smash Bros. <laughs> Smash Bros. <laughs> is the outlier, that which is terrible value for money. Um, just, that's just... I mean, that fan base is just stupid, rabid, so <laughs> they'd probably pay like, for anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they... It's because
1: they Acc- accidentally slash maybe intentionally made the DLC characters more powerful oh, <laughs> and, and, and therefore in tournament play, like, I think I need to buy
2: this expensive character that's that, actually better. That did happen. <laughs> did they not patch that? Did that get sorted? Uh, they tried the balance That
0: it, would be they? even more annoying if you bought the awesome character and then they nerfed it.
2: <laughs> well, you know, that's how, that's how fighting it works. games work. They have to, yeah. That's
0: how it works.
2: In fact that happens frequently in every hero game these days like you know Overwatch had that problem for a while it's like we've introduced a new character
0: they're it's either too good. <laughs> they're
2: either too good or they're completely useless yeah. as is as was the case with Arissa when Arissa launched it's like no she's rubbish yeah. but she I actually see her getting used more and more now and it's
1: but it does seem like for Smash Brothers, where you're making these DLC characters does seem like less than coincidental when you've accidentally made most of the DLC characters high tier. <laughs> There's no like really shit DLC characters that are just like only there for the casual audience to have fun with and be an interesting character reference. They're all mm. pretty good yeah. in terms of like tier lists. <laughs> ah, that's fine. I don't mind
2: that. As long as they're as long as there are characters that you can beat them with, you know, because it's <laughs> like themselves, for example. <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite what I meant. <laughs> But anyway, Nintendo like America Eight to me is the best example. And it was the first example, right, of a Nintendo DLC pack, right? Pack maybe. I mean, mm. the Smash the DLC we come and bought that, right? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. At least the first one, okay. yeah. But the America Eight DLC packs, or the, you know, especially if you bought the bundle deal, I think it was like sixteen pounds to get fifty percent more game. Yeah, that was the that's a one. that's a fantastic deal. Keep doing that, Ninty. Lead the way. <laughs> your 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 games may be expensive, like from the outset, but like if the quality is that it, is there and the DLC is reasonably priced, expensive games
1: even aren't necessarily expensive from the outset. they like well, now like
2: they now they're just average from the outset. Fifty five. Well, I don't know. Some of the Switch costs are a bit high for games like the, digit, the even the 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 physical versions. Like like what are you talking about, forty five minimum. I don't know. I still came under forty-five, for Odyssey. so hmm. still a bit rich. But then you have the Nintendo problem that their games don't get cheaper ever.
1: Well, sure.
2: In any on any medium. <laughs> anyway, uh, any more news? What else we
0: got? Uh, uh, oh, there's a TF two update.
2: <laughs> what is that?
0: I don't know. What is update. it? Jungle something.
1: <laughs> it's just is what it... you'd expect. It's like the jungle skin for some maps. One official map and then some number of community maps and then is that it? one official weapon and some number of community weapons.
0: I thought the pyro it's had a jetpack. <laughs>
1: it's just 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 a map update basically. Yeah.
0: Doesn't I I thought I saw the pyro had a a, a jetpack or something.
1: Well, I'm sure it'll just be a cosmetic replacement for his normal backpack like always.
0: You think? Hmm Unless there is,
1: unless they've introduced yet another random game mode where they've decided to have jetpacks, like they had the game mode that had
2: grappling hooks. (laughs) Oh, did they? The hell? Were they like being like, we can be Titanfall if we want?
1: Yeah, I think that might have been... Well, I guess it would have been after Titanfall 1, but way before Ah, (laughs) Titanfall 2.
0: So these are like skins for the maps, right? That make them look all... Jungly and stuff. Well, no,
1: it'll be it'll be new maps, but they'll new just maps. be jungle themed, right? Jungle, like jungle how theme. we had the Alpine theme, right? right, evolved.
2: right. Which was basically the last one they added, right? The, the 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 green, the last official theme.
1: I don't know if they, I don't know if Valve did make an official Alpine map. Whether those were all community maps, Cold Front. Cold Front is slightly different. That's snow. Oh right, yeah, yeah. The Alpine one was like that weird
2: payload map that went yeah, into the at the, the, end. the weird trenchy what's that called water waterworks maybe is it the one that had the trenchy um the the with the starting point at the weird base and then the, the, like and the, the, the trench the... around the front yeah, yeah and, the, and the payload was going over the trenches in various weird ways yeah, it was just a complex map that one well that's
1: way you know that's how you could tell it as a community map because yeah. it was slightly
2: too complicated in terms of layout and like mm. weird back routes <laughs> i think it yeah, yeah had its better moments that map but yeah that that starting one especially was a bit nuts
1: yeah so the Al- alpine skin and then i guess the snow skin was technically something because there was cold front and there was the king of the hill map that was in the snow whatever that was called don't remember is that cold front
2: no oh no the king of the hill oh, king of the hill sorry yeah yeah no i know what you mean yeah i can't think of it
0: Cool. flame throw yeah. improvements after burn. Burn duration is now based on how long the flamethrower was actively hitting an enemy. No more puff and run attacks that make enemies burn for ten seconds. It's a shame. Um, yeah. you know, that's
2: kind of a key tactic. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what makes the pyro that's what makes the fire useful. Yeah, that was right. the whole point of afterburn. That you yeah. could just like
1: hit someone and even if they retreated you were still doing damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely I, has fire, some but, kind of, of
0: pyro, backpack. Yeah. Fires a short duration blast, deals three times falling damage to anyone you land on. All <laughs> no, okay. right, so you
2: do. There is actually. It's like a secondary weapon. It's a bit like, like a flare jump, weapon. by the sound of it, or a flare yeah. jump. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess. Yeah. The actual scientific yeah. term for lighting a fart is pyroflatulence. <laughs> in case you're wondering, <laughs> <'Cause
1: if laughs> it, it has to go in a slot. But then, what does it replace? Does it replace the shotgun? I
0: guess it's a secondary. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean,
1: sure. I mean, you could already. That was where the flare jump was for the pyro, I guess, because it was the it's the flare gun that has the explosions that you could do the flare jump with. Right, yeah. So I guess that's still technically the safe slot.
2: I never tried that. Clearly. It was
1: real difficult yeah, to do the flare like. jumps with them. You, didn't, you got virtually no height. It was really just for like... You, you could add quite a lot of sideways momentum so you could do like long jumps essentially. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, clearly the supreme pyro tactic was still the... Set them on fire, air blast shotgun. <laughs> yep. that's still. I mean, even when they tried to nerf it, in like the last
2: major patch, it's still pretty damn effective. Like they they did break it a bit more for the extinguisher play. That didn't work quite so well. Well, that was when they changed the like mini crits from the front rule. Yeah, I mean, it still technically works. It's pretty effective, but just not as a, you could. But that shotgun out. was
1: still way more. Still, the best option for that tactic. If you're going to be oh, air blasting always... them to hold them in
2: place, you may as well use that shotgun rather than the so, extinguisher. Cause I, I prefer the old them. extinguisher tactic. Oh yeah, the was, old was, was, Yeah, the original one because that was just more instant murder. But well, the shotgun was it's, it back when before that got there.
0: So the air blast strength has increased, but air blast now causes the target player to have reduced footing and air control for a short period, rather than losing all control. Air Probably blast factors, really like factors no, in the upward angle of the air blast rather than having a fixed upward force. Ah, oh, so you can sort of, oh if you're right, pointing up, you that's... can puff people upwards more. Well, I do have
1: to get closer, I guess, yeah, to actually
2: keep them off the ground. I kind one. of like that, like not as a pyro player, but as someone, as someone, yeah. if I was playing against pyros, the number of times where that blast just knocks you up somewhere and you get kind of stuck. And it was clearly not the intention. Right. Because you just sort of jammed in a bit of geometry awkwardly or, yeah, and it's then, like, because of the upward thrust and it's like, why, why did, why did that? And you look at it and go, why did that happen? Yeah. But then you're then that, like, I mean, I'm
1: not sure whether it's a good thing or not to remove the like pyro juggling where you can just hold like an Uber medic, you could just hold them for the whole Uber if you I mean you still could, right? You could, you push, could but they could be push, push out of it. Yeah, them, but
0: it may be. They can have, move out of it. Have it, have out. Be more it depends how it, much it's
2: been reduced by, like it might actually be reduced quite a lot still. So it's only a subtle movement, and then you can still sort of go, oh, 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 I've still got you, I've still got you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But that's the question.
1: like how easy is that to do? Because mm. it's an important tactic, And you know. Some some people would say that that's just like real bad, where you can also, just basically completely disable someone. But well, the whole point is, then the like the guy he's Ubering is meant to turn around and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> also, does it reduce
2: um, environmental, like potentially, like your ability to push them off push them effectively off enough? Yeah. yeah, I guess. Well maybe or maybe it improves it because if you're yeah, not getting so much vertical, increased. you could push it like someone purely yeah, horizontal, back, so they just yeah, fall well, off
1: the ledge faster. Yeah. yeah, but then if they if they recontact the ground before they go off the ledge, does that
2: then give them full control back? So they just stop. Uh yeah. it depends how much momentum I guess they have on landing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it says air blast now factored in momentum of the pyro and the target.
1: Momentum of the pyro, now that could be. Ooh, yeah, so if so you're, you're running an air blasting,
2: you'll get more more boost, yeah. Yeah. Or if you're if you're backtracking, then that means less. Does that well. mean if you jump as you airblast, you get extra vertical? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, that could be fun. <laughs> That'd be awesome. that, uh, yeah. I kind of wish that game had a bit more done to it to modernise it, though, because it is. I know they had I bad. kind of wish it had less because that matchmaking was bullshit and bad. <laughs> I don't think it worked badly. It didn't work as well as just picking a server. <laughs> well, no, that, but that's still there.
1: No, it isn't. Isn't it? Well, it is technically, but there's so few servers still in there that it basically might as well not exist. Mm, all right. Yeah. If you can't join a Valve server through that system, that was where all the people were. Mm. That's so that everyone. everyone does
0: only them. For ridiculous modern servers at this point. Everyone only ever does the matchmaking now.
2: That game, <laughs> that game is showing its age since the map,
0: you know, for the last It's fucking ancient. I mean, no yeah, no other game would is. be expected to last this I mean, obviously Overwatch will be expected to last that long, but we've got years to go before it's, you know, the equivalent age. Well, do
2: you
3: think Overwatch
0: will go, last go, as long as TF2? Well,
2: it's weird because I go, no, I'm not sure it will. But I Maybe will be a I sequel. Through, I go through phases with, well, yeah. I go through phases with Overwatch where I'm not quite sure how I feel about how it's been added to Um and how its events have worked in particular, because I'm you know, skipping ahead a little bit, I've been playing quite a bit of it the last couple of weeks because um, yeah, the, the well, yeah, the, the Halloween loot's all back um, and you know, the Dr. Junkenstein's Revenge event is actually kind of fun um, even if it is just a horde mode it's kind of nice to play um, but that's part of the problem, is that they've just brought that back again, and most of the events so far in year 2 of Overwatch have been, we brought this back not we did something different um, which starts to make me think that maybe a lot of the events were just built before the game launched and it's like oh we can just roll these out well yeah but and like if
1: you think about tf2's events they did basically the same thing where they just made made
2: the event once and then just re-enabled it every year i mean tf2 uh... they made like a new map most of them oh i'd like to say the halloween event actually changed quite a... especially in the early days that changed every year like Not it was something really. quite different like there was the it was only different because they made a new map
1: that had the mechanics that were new built into it I thought it changed quite a bit because you had Headless Horseman and then you
2: had the Bombernomicon and then you had... Yeah,
1: like, they, those were... I mean, they were... Well, the extra stuff that was linked to those were in
2: the maps, but the like, like the Bombernomicon you could use whenever, but the... No, but they had a the whole different boss fight because they're the second year they introduced yeah, that dude. it was a boss fight that only worked during Halloween and on those maps, right? But no, but you had Headless Horseman the first year and then they introduced a whole different bad guy the second year. Yeah, but that's um, just like a new map, essentially. Kind of. But they've, got, they've made a whole new character and a whole new thing, and it had teleporting craziness. And I wouldn't have and... called that the second year, right? I would have said there was a whole year gap between those, at least. Yeah, Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe you're right. But still, it felt like admittedly, TF2 hasn't, didn't, never did as many events as that, but you we were still in the update cycle at that point, right? The big major yeah. like, oh, this changes everything updates. Um, which I suppose Overwatch hasn't ever really had too much of. There's been a lot of balance fixes and stuff like that, and what we Junker Town just came out recently as a new. So we have got finally another new map that weirdly is very TF2 feeling, <laughs> more so than the whole rest of the game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, well, it's it's, in
2: Australia, that's clearly the trick. It's a bit like dust. You know that dust bowl look, right? <laughs> And even the map feels a bit like payload maps from TF two. Like there's very there's way more similarities in this than there has been. Well, at some point, if you're just making a sort of
1: Western esque looking mine slash Western town, <laughs> that's pretty much just
2: that aesthetic. Don't me wrong. It's another level that plays great in, in Overwatch, which is fantastic. You know, it's another great level, but. Uh, what, we've had three new levels, effectively. Three new main levels, I suppose, over the last year, which isn't too bad, I suppose. Mm. And what we've had three new characters added to the roster over that time as well. Uh, all for free, mind. But I don't know. I guess that's what I mean. I, I flip-flop between like when you look at it in that aspect, it's like, yeah, they're keeping it going. They're keeping it updated, but maybe not as fast as I would like. But then you compare it to the TF like games of old, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, games of old didn't really update that fast either. We We've just, already had this yeah. before
1: where we conclusively proved that
2: TF2 did update. TF2 that did fast. update real fast, but it didn't update with maps. Oh, yeah, no, I can't remember. I can't, I've, I've forgotten. Anyway, whatever. Um, it's, yeah, so I don't know if it's fast enough or fast enough. And it's like, yes, yeah, so I, do, I do wonder if Overwatch will keep going unless it, it seems manages to. It it manages to so. Yeah. The pace isn't as fast as I would like to keep coming back to it, but... And somehow it still doesn't apply, doesn't appeal to Zach, even though it's a bigger game now. Um, <laughs> not that bigger though. As we fifty percent bigger. <laughs> that's also a problem
1: though. That's not necessarily a good thing to say. That's like when they talked about how Battlefield Two, uh, Battlefront Two, was like hundred percent bigger than Battlefront One. Oh <laughs> like, well, yeah, now, yeah, good, now it's now it's, a, job.
2: Pr- now it's a proper size. But yeah, I don't know. Overwatch is good enough that the, that it, it, this has always been my argument that the mechanics work so well in that game that the actual size of, or number of maps has never actually been that much of a problem you want more because it's a great game not because there isn't enough <laughs> Overwatch I, I don't like the mercy updates as something I just don't gel with it I, so they, they I, we, I mentioned this a few weeks ago but they changed mercy so the herald doesn't like um Res everyone nearby anymore, and that you've got a single person resurrect on a cooldown. Right, but it's it's but it's trickier to use. Um, and if you fire the alt, you get an extra charge uh, of your uh, one Main person thing. revive. Um, right, okay. so you can you can fire an extra revive off um, when you fire the. Alt. But the ult is basically you can fly. it Doesn't actually really do anything particularly fancy or anything really that useful. You just can suddenly move in three dimensions. Um, so it's mm, not. I mean, you could go after a pharaoh, I suppose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly with best your, plan
2: with your pansy gun. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get it, honestly. I don't really get what. But uh, uh, it seems like every competitive team now has at least one mercy on. Like, you know, well, depends on what game mode you're playing. You, you can only have one mercy, but you know, I mean, every every team has a mercy now, and it's Definitely. like, why didn't you have that before? It's not different enough, but. Anyway, yeah, not not sure I like the change. Suppose it, I suppose it is a bit fairer, but in some respects. But it means I'm playing a lot of Zenyatta now as <laughs> my healer. It's just more fun. Orb of Discord. Any more news?
0: Uh, last thing I had was these um, the leak of some OG Xbox games that are going to be uh, on the uh, backward yes. compat list. So we've got Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Classic. Yeah. Red Faction Real 2. Crazy. Oh, yeah, it is. Isn't it? That? Red Faction 2. Fusion Red Frenzy. 2. Mm. Uh, Kotor. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Black. Hard as nails, isn't it? Crimson Skies. Yeah. High Road to Revenge, of course. Psychonauts. Yay. Sweet. That's on PC. Uh, I don't know. Grab by the goonies.
2: No. <laughs> only a Psychonauts on PC, but it's. Been free on the Humble Bundle store a number of times. Now. Yeah, yeah. news uh, yeah.
1: we've forgotten about.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, much more important news. Yeah, okay. this is a uh, more corporate nastiness, I suppose. Oh, IGN own Humble Bundle now. What? Yeah. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? So IGN, the news journalism, reviews and previews and media games media company now bought the humble store and humble bundle it surely is a conflict of interests in some respects yeah we because humble also is now a publisher oh yeah and humble are a publisher as well yeah and yeah so like ign are publishing games reviewing them and then selling them to you (laughs) That's what you're worried about. Yeah. If you see a review of a game that was published by Hubble on IGN, then you might have worries about that. It'd be interesting to know if IGN just have a policy down where it's just like, look, we can't, we're never going to review a game that, we, so. uh, that we, our corporate family has made. You'd hope so. Because um, then the problem kind of goes away. Um, and I'm not sure what IGN are known as much for their random editorials, like, Sites like Giant Bomb or Kotaku or anything like that they would more by the numbers. Here's a review. Yeah. Um. Here's a trailer. That kind of stuff. Um. So, uh, may- if they don't do a review, maybe that's okay. But still, it's a bit weird, right? Am I the only one that thinks that? Yep. No. What, yeah. I mean, what are they?
1: What's this Is they going to be like another slider on the humble thing where It's like here's the IGN portion. <laughs> oh, you always put that to zero. Yep. But then that's what people were saying about it, where it's like, well, now I have an even better reason to never have the humble slider be above zero because now you're yeah. owned
2: by IGN. I gotta admit, I do. That is the one thing I tweak. I always put the dev amount and the charity amount to about the same value, and then turn the humble tip not all the way down. They gotta have something to keep the thing running, right? Keep or do the they on. now? <laughs> yeah. Or do they now? Yeah. Good point. Uh, like, uh, but like, the, but so there's always a little something there, but. No, I'd rather I'd rather the money go to... The whole point is that it's the charity thing, Yeah, generally, so I'd rather the money go that direction. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't expect Humble Bundle, that part of it, to change at all, really. Nor do I expect Humble Store to change. But yes it's, you, it's you just, just the, the connection so. it's just the connection
1: you hope that that's not going to change and where there would be overlap there won't be mm. <laughs> and then everything will be fine it will just be a weird like this company owns this other company in the background where way it seems weird but it's
2: irrelevant that's what you're hoping for yeah <laughs> anyway weird stuff yeah. Xbox originals, no jets at Radio Future, no, nope. no one. That is the and Panzer Dragoon Order, Order. So those are my, those are my two, right? My, my top two. Yeah, uh, I'd probably
0: pick those two. Um,
2: yeah. I would. And burnout. I would say Outrun out two it, as well. yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Burn, yeah. Xbox original, burnout's pretty good. I would say Outrun two as well, but I know that's never going to happen because of licensing. <laughs> right? But yeah. Rally Sport Challenge. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> really the classic dice game. Everyone's favourite dice game.
2: <laughs> yeah. I bet we did think of
0: about... dice Ice racing. <laughs> I'm beetle. constantly
2: having yeah, I'm constantly having thoughts of just getting that the console up. Because I've got Racewatch Challenge 2 and you had the original.
0: I had the original, yeah. Yeah. Um... Which
2: were quite different games, actually, in some ways. With that stupid
0: video where But I don't know how oh, yeah, to just... Just... take it or I did a flip for some reason. <laughs> Which oh, well, is recorded
1: with, with a camera off your, PV off as your right? TV, yeah.
2: which I found a copy of the other day. Yeah. Oh, you
1: did!
3: So
0: yeah. just
2: dashed in amongst all those other random things that we use that camera for. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I haven't got that. That would be cool
2: because it just has you doing yeah, perfect bow roll and landing, and then I think you just say sweet <laughs> as, <laughs> as you as you'd expect. <laughs> In replay
0: mode. I wouldn't have thought oh, the no, physics of that we... game would allow you to do that. It's quite surprised.
2: I've just remembered the best thing about that game. I'm sure it? you that have. Was the, that was the, we managed to time... Um, oh, what's, that, what's that song? The White Stripes song? <laughs> hey Mary or something. It oh, it like now no Mary. Mary, yeah. Now Mary, yeah. Because the, the intro of that was perfectly now timed, Mary. wasn't it? So it was like going three, two, one. It's like, now Mary. And as soon as it goes go, it's like... Da, 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 da. Awesome custom soundtracks. <laughs> custom <laughs> soundtrack still the best
3: thing
2: <laughs> yeah cuz they changed that in rally sport too. so the custom soundtracks always playing yeah. like a like just a just standard like, like it didn't it didn't yeah it was just always on like so oh, it didn't change when you um started a race or something it was just always playing i think, how did it work in burnout was burnout like it started the track at the start of the race yeah so, i think so so you could have main release overdrive or something going and then... yes you had a
1: nice ramp up
2: yeah. At the start of the race. <analyst playing noises> <description> or the Agent Smith fight,
0: whatever that music's called. That's quite funny. Is that the Agent Smith or just the highway?
2: No, mainly it's drives the highway. But like the yeah the um whatever the Agent Smith music was was quite a good burnout theme as well. Mm. <laughs> that one was a little too
1: dramatic, right? Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Go, bada <inaudible>. <inaudibleieron> That, that, track, that, that music is almost like a throwback to that 1, where oh, yeah, like, yeah. after you've crashed a certain amount of
2: times in that 1, I mean, it gets unnecessarily dramatic. <laughs> yeah, the weird, the, yeah, the weird the really strange string mix. <laughs> just suddenly, the music just stops and it goes like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Which happens immediately, because it's virtually impossible to crash, not to crash in that yeah. 1. you crash like twice and then it's like there for the rest of the race. Og Xbox, what a console, what a machine? I don't know if I have any Dukes.
0: I don't know where my one is. It must have got. It must have been thrown away or something. But I don't know who buy or.
2: Oh no. Does that mean you don't have your OG Xbox games? Because you're the one with the Jet Set Radio Future copy.
0: I've got that somewhere. Good. I think I've got that here. To be honest. We oh, um, just
2: uh... frame it. <laughs> The work of art.
0: I think I've I've put them somewhere. Hmm. I can't remember. Unreal where,
2: tournament yeah. two, or well, no, Unreal Championship yeah, Cam-
0: Coup de gras.
2: Oh yeah, because you had blinks as well.
0: Uh yeah. Yep, i had blinks. That was not not that bad. Too hard in places. Weird. Well, just this- weird. It's really weird. Oh, they should
2: do they should do the Conquer the, the remake of Conquer they should make work. Because you know, they've got that rare link. And they should <laughs> have that done that for in in rare replay. I'm no, scared. the N sixty four versions in rare replay. Oh weird. But they've never done the the live and reloaded version. Which is which I suppose might be a bit weird because it had a focus on multiplayer added to it, hence the Conquer Live part. Right.
3: Live.
2: Like a lot of people on the comments, Fred like, I saw some comments about why is Mech Assault 2 not here? And it's like, well, because Mech Assault 2 was really an Xbox Live game. And old Xbox Live doesn't exist. Mm. Good luck with that. Forza One.
3: Hmm.
2: With the paint but Forza One had the cool paint leaving mechanic. Like, it's not really mechanic, but you could leave you could leave paint, <laughs> the paint around the track. Yeah. You scrape the wall and the and the wall would turn the colour of your car. And then you drive around the track, and it'd still be there. Okay. It Does happen. <laughs> I've left blue streaks about in my <laughs> in the, about the Cambridge roundabout in my last car. <laughs> oh, they still there. <laughs> I think they are. So, yeah. Last time I drove around it, it was still there. Blue streak speeds by. Yeah, Exactly. Robin a, a broken car. <laughs> Appropriate. Anyone news?
0: Nope. Oh, Xbox Dash.
2: No. Xbox oh, Dash. Oh, updated. something
0: about the uh, Xbox. <laughs> Amazing Dash.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. It's another one. It's another refresh. Another visual change. Another reorganization. Not
0: that uh, much. Of a is it still tiles?
2: <laughs> it is still tiles. It is. Uh, it's slightly less busy now, so there's fewer things on screen at a time. Which, um, it's, which. It's, does look better. I, I, I think whether or not that actually is easier to use or not is still... Jury's still out. Not sure yet. I haven't made my mind up. They uh, Bits of it feel a little faster, which I suppose is the important thing for a lot of people. There's quite a few people that have concerns of how responsive it is in places. And while I have noticed a couple of hitches here and there as I've browsed around, it's not been as bad um, as perhaps it was before. My biggest complaint, though, is that they've changed the bold font like you know how like everything the problem is is like 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 windows and windows like windows 7 metro or whatever the metro design they started making that that nice wiry font right the, the right. thin tall font that i've always thought looked really cool yeah, and yeah now that's become such a thing that everyone uses it like even like plenty plenty of google stuff now has that font and Or a similar font, and you know Apple's new design is now there, and so it seems like Microsoft are going backwards, and that they've got a sort of a bolder, fatter font as their thing. I don't like it.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Fair.
2: Farts. There you go. That's my one thing. weight even yeah, it's fatter and rounder. Wider, a bit more kerning. not
0: <laughs> A
2: deeper kern. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: a deeper kern.
2: Uh, yeah. Dash update. Um, I, I suppose the other technical thing regarding it is you can now plug in an external hard drive if you want and use the game DVR for up to sixty minutes at a time.
0: Oh, that's good. Well, that'd be useful potentially. Yeah,
2: potentially useful for us to capture stuff <laughs> without a capture kit or appropriate cables.
0: Have you got a drive that you could plug in?
2: No, I do not. But <laughs> okay. Despite Sorry. all my... Well, no, I'd need a caddy because uh, I think it only supports USB 3 stuff. Um, yeah, don't know. I need to look into that. But it's, it's at least possible. But then if I was going to spend that money on a drive, I might as well get a capture
0: kit, you know. You know, games, games, what you've been playing. It's time, it's that time again. Uh, Zeg, do you want to go? What you've been playing?
1: Yes, uh, I've played a lot of things in small amounts. <laughs> I've played things, it's it's that flip where I have weeks where I don't play anything or I only play one thing, now we're back to play lots of small bits of things. <laughs> I guess not that many things. Um, I briefly went back to my factory save, but then exited that again. <laughs> still waiting for like the next major patch on that one. Speaking of things that like, i was still waiting for, patches for Dwarf fortress, you know that the the patch might hit before the end of the year. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's,
0: what's going on with what's going to be in that?
1: Mostly stuff that I don't care about again. It's like mostly mainly like the it's like world building stuff essentially, but some of it does spill over into fortress mode. Dealing with artifacts and now artifacts mattering more rather than just being a thing that your dwarves made. <laughs> hmm. So there's that. Um, I played some amount of Kill Space Program again. There was actually a patch for that, which is why I started playing it because, like, I saw the patch and I was like, "Oh yeah, I just I could go and play that some more." Because I guess I haven't played it since when, like, since it became released version. <laughs> I suppose, right? Yeah since it became a real game yeah but the patch was the patch that caused me to think about it was irrelevant it was just like some some modifications to the localization patch that they did previously so mm. like oh yeah that's not actually i mean it had some bug fixes and stuff but i major. i went back in there and started up a new career save and went, tried to go through the progression and it you know it's definitely smoother nowadays like the balance of the contracts that it automatically generates is better. It gives you more logical things that you can do with the current technology that you have. Right. It's not asking you impossible tasks. Do you mean, yeah. And, and like the progression of the things that aren't contracts, but are just like world records is what they're essentially called. Right. It's just like every time you achieve a new thing, you just get some extra money and stuff. Oh, cool. So it just mm. has a nice list of those that you can go through as well. I still haven't got out of the local area. Done my first couple of orbits of Minimus instead of the moon. So, like, that, that basically... That, that I've gone through the easy bit. Once you get beyond the first planet, then you, then that's where it gets more complicated. <laughs> Go to the other planets.
2: That's the easy bit now, isn't it? I just actually managed, being able to fly a thing. was <laughs> the, the hard bit.
1: <laughs> not as hard as
2: it used to be. Things are
1: more, you know, the physics engine is more stable, and aerodynamics make more sense. Really, <laughs> and you have more options to like precisely place things, mm. so you you can actually tweak things a little easier. Things don't wobble quite so badly. Yeah, exactly. So it's generally okay. I still had some problems where the first moon landing I did. Like I, I landed and I took off and then I realized I didn't have enough fuel to get back and I was like that oh, classic Kerbal problem. Mm. But then I also didn't have like any real way to. I wanted to bring the whole ship back because it had like the science in it. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I wanted the data that was stored in the ship components and i would like you could maybe. Send the scientists up there and then take the data out because that's a thing that the scientist class can do. But I don't think I actually had either capability at that stage, so I don't think I could have actually done that. So instead, I had to spend some science to unlock the the like grabber that is meant to be used for asteroids and then just grab the ship, fly another ship up there, grab it, and then like use it as a tug <laughs> and just drag <laughs> that whole ship back, which works. Once you get used to docking, that's another you know. There's a lot more op- options nowadays for like making your maneuvers easier. I mean, apart from the maneuver nodes that have been the classic, but now, now once your once your Evo, your probe cores, or your pilots level up sufficiently, you get like you can automatically tell them to face forwards, or face backwards, or face target, or face maneuver. So you could have them just point the right direction, and then all you have to manage is the edge then. them. <laughs> Hmm. Which makes things a bit easier for like dealing with docking and changing orbits and stuff. Still kind of tricky. Yeah. That's... I still haven't got to the point where I feel like I have the... I still feel like I'm slightly behind the curve in tech. Like, I can land on the moon, it's just kind of annoying and difficult. Like, I, I've definitely built better moon landers before, but I'm like, where is what is the specific bit of tech that I'm missing that would make this easier? <laughs> and yeah, the new science, the new earth uh, science systems that I haven't really fiddled with yet since whenever those were patched in. Like the, the mobile lab and stuff.
2: I want things you can just land on planets and be like, or just your science all the,
3: here. Yeah.
1: It's basically like a, a, a way to get long-term science because normally you you get this, you use the science module wherever you are and generally the science modules are like location-specific. Mm. So it's like if you're in, if you're in the moon's far-side crater, that's a specific location that you can get science for. And then if you fly somewhere else on the moon, it's like this is a different set of science. But then in order to get the full amount of science, you have to bring that back to the planet, bring that all the way home or you can use the antennas to transmit it, but then you don't get as much. Mm. So it's like, do you want them out your probe just stay on the moon, but then you won't get as much of the actual science from it, or do you want to actually make it a return mission and get the full amount? And sometimes not even the full amount. Sometimes you have to repeat an experiment to actually extract all of the science you possibly could. So then you're thinking about, like, do I want to put multiple of this one science module on one ship just so I can do that same experiment multiple times, but in one flight? So then you're making bigger ships and heavier ships, more inconveniently shaped ships. <laughs> more fuel. Oh, and the other thing that's new, I guess, that's actually new since last time I played, is they made the communications network actually matter now. Like, before you'd have antennas, and they were only for transmitting science, right. and they just used used a certain amount of power for the amount of science, and that was it. But now you actually have a communications network where... You, your base ground stations only have a certain amount of range before your probes and your probes go out of communication. So you can't fly that far away from the planet until you've upgraded the probe antennas or the base station antennas. Or if you have a pilot on board, they can always control the ship, even if it's out of range of the communications network. But then obviously you can't transmit science back if you're out of the communications network. So now there's a reason to have satellites, because it's like now you can use the satellites as a relay station to like extend your network. If you put better antennas on them or whatever. And like if you're on the back side of the moon, then you're out of communication because the planet moon's in the way, so now you want a relay station next to the moon that can transmit around the moon <laughs> and all
0: that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool.
1: It's it's cool, but also, you know, another step of complexity
0: Yeah, to, on towards
1: top of that, actually okay. making progress. <laughs> mm. Sometimes that sometimes again the contracts can like counteract that like there'll be contracts that like put a put a probe in this specific orbit and like so the challenge of that contract is getting the probe to the specific orbit and sometimes they have requirements of like have this module on the probe but you can also just like use that as a secondary feature to just like put some antennas on that probe as well and then once you're done with the contract you've just got a probe with antennas on so you're just extending your communications network that way as like oh, a, as an extra bonus to just completing that mission,
2: mm. I see. I'm repurpose it later. Yeah, and I did have one
1: one mission where I would launched a probe into a specific orbit for this for one contract, and then another contract turned up that was like, we want you to move that probe to a slightly different orbit. <laughs> so, mm. like, even that can continue to add more value to that probe launch, I guess. Because you could have multiple contracts that spring off each other
2: if they had a little bit of thrust remaining. Yeah, please. if you have
1: enough like extra RCS fuel or whatever mm-hmm. to move the orbit. Although I did completely screw up the first one of those contracts I tried because I like I launched the f- ship, got it into this orbit which was quite an awkward one because it was like a polar orbit, so that always takes more fuel very precisely adjusted its orbit until it like overlapped the thing. And I was like, why is this contract not completing? I'm totally like these, these lines are exactly overlapping and I can't possibly get any closer. And then I realized I was orbiting in exactly the opposite direction. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I was like, fuck, <laughs> now I'm going to have to launch another probe because I'm going to totally do this
3: over. That's quite funny.
1: But I left that, I left the, that first probe in like the opposite orbit. So now I just have two probes that are like a few, like, kilometers above each other just going in opposite directions on the same orbit essentially. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Well, they're far enough above each other that we find. But yeah, better coverage for the com network. <laughs> <laughs> that was very inconvenient. Make sure you remember which direction the orbit is going. <laughs> it's helpfully indicated by the like fading line that trails behind the orbit so you can see
2: which direction it's it's moving in supposed so to be traveling to the non-faded part like, yeah the fade is the
1: tail the fade is like fades into the tail from, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah from the direction of the like, okay. make sure you get that right before you
2: <laughs> make a pointless sound <laughs> <laughs> how does the money system work in this then like is, is is there money like yeah. can you just fly as much as you want like can you lose
1: yeah you could lose I mean it's fairly difficult to lose because you I mean the contracts and like The world records thing just gives you money as you progress, not Mm. that much, but then, like, the contracts you just want to be marginally careful about what ones you take. And of course, it depends on whether you're like being hardcore about it and and, like if you fuck up just letting it, letting everything explode or not, Mm. (laughs) or whether you're just reverting to vehicle assembly and then fixing it. (laughs) Because you could probably waste quite a lot of money.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess what I mean is, is like, well, what if you get to a point where the, the contracts you're trying to achieve are quite difficult, and it's like, well, you they, just keep having failed attempts. They always give you a spread of difficulty on the contracts. And most of the
1: time, the contracts like expire after five days, and then you just get new ones. So if you, if you had a whole set that you couldn't do, you could just run the clock and see if you get a new, different set that might be more manageable so if
2: you accept one do you get a time limit on that as well yeah Um, but that's usually much much
1: longer yeah like even even the ones that seem quite simple where it's like I've got missions
2: for like plant flag on the moon and it's like this contract expires in 10 years yeah I was about to say yeah that that would have to be lenient because it'd be really frustrating to run a super complicated long mission and then get back and be like the contract expired you lose (laughs) well it's (laughs) I mean 10 years
1: might be a bit excessive for the moon like the moon trip is only like a week (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> but still what if you, yeah, if you mess up a few times
1: but... <laughs> that would be quite a lot more than a few <laughs> so yeah
2: it's still
1: curve-ly. Curve-ly. I still feel like there should be a way to like legitimise reverting to launch maybe because it, it's one of those things where it's like your self imposing difficulty at that point where it's like if this launch fucks up and nothing explodes I'll just commit to that and lose that money and crew or whatever and then so that's like self-imposed difficulty I mean there is, I think in the in the higher difficulties it does actually disable the ability to revert hmm. but then the trouble with that is that a lot of the time in Kerbal when you first launch something you don't necessarily know 100% how well it's going to work hmm. particularly for things like if you're thrust limiting an engine, like when you're using solid fuel boosters to do a launch because you can't change the throttle on solid fuel boosters. What you want to do is change the thrust limiter, but you want to set the thrust limiter compared to, like, the weight of the ship, so that you accelerate it at, like, a smooth speed as you move through the denser parts of the atmosphere and everything. Right. And you can't really do that without knowing how that works. Like, you, ha- you pretty much just have to launch to see whether that's the right amount of thrust limiting, and then if it's not, you revert, and then you change it slightly to make it better. And that's not really something you can do. I mean, you could theoretically do it if you like, in, like calculated it by the weight of the ship. But then you'd still have to have that knowledge of like how much thrust do I need per weight, and how much thrust is this engine putting out, and you'd have to do the calculation. Well, I assume the arrow comes into it as well. Yeah. So. To some extent you do just need to launch to see if things work, but then that it's like I kind of want like a simulation mode where it's like yeah, it costs money cool. to do this launch, but not really but it's not a
2: real launch. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're running it. Yeah, yeah, I see. And then you could present it all in like fancy blocky graphics. Yeah, or something.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. Experimental mode. Yeah.
1: I feel like there could be a way you could do that, but it's not really that necessary. It just depends how hardcore you want to be about. Hardcore moding it. <laughs> Iron Man, no, 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 no revert. If it explodes on the launch pad, then screw it. If you accidentally fuck up the thrust limiting and it can't even take off, screw it. <laughs> Although in that case, at least you'd be able to recover the ship at one hundred percent value. So <laughs> you'd probably get most of your money back, just a little bit of burnt fuel. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, that's Kerbal. Um, there's a there's maybe. a fo- there's a um, video of. Uh, one of the early American rockets. Um, I can't remember if it was manned. I think it was. But anyway, I'm trying to remember what exactly went wrong with it. But it it, it went to liftoff and fired its rocket for like a second or something. Um, well, after liftoff. So it, yeah. it jumped up and then it fell back down and like managed to balance without falling. Um, but the for some reason, then the escape tower uh, uh, jettisoned the escape oh, rocket. Right.
1: So, well, it came off but didn't actually do the escape thing. It, it or, did what it what would call.
0: normally do, uh, you know, after during successful launch when you want to get rid of it. <laughs> but it didn't
1: like pull the command no, part off. No, it didn't it pull ended. the command
0: part off. So, the command <laughs> pod was on top of a fully fueled rocket that was basically balancing on oh, <laughs> yeah so it was bad <laughs> i think they managed to recover it or whatever but that was like not a good situation because there was some kind of problem with the obviously the escape tower system i think it was something to do with the order of as it lifted off it was supposed to detach itself from various wires on the ground and it did it in the wrong order or something Or mm-hmm. well, something went wrong and it aborted the launch so it aborted the the rocket so it fell back down but then it didn't abort everything else or something. But anyway, it was not good. And that was, like, real. I don't know if someone was actually in it, though. Um, And it didn't blow up, but it was pretty close. (laughs) That's not what you want. No.
1: No, it was weird when they put the escape tower in the curl because it doesn't really work in curl because of the way, like, aerodynamics and acceleration is working in curl. Like, it's oh, really? meant to lift the pod off, but, like, because of the way, the, generally, the engines that are thrusting the rest of the ship upwards are hard, like, because of the way momentum transfer doesn't really work correctly, and it just, like, the upwards thrust of the other rockets just holds the command pod on top, and the, and the escape rockets aren't really enough to move the pod off it. It's like, it doesn't, just you know it doesn't counter the acceleration correctly or whatever. Mm. Sometimes you you can manage that manually by just like trying to use the stabilization to just flip the command pod off the top of the rocket. But then you tend to, the command pod just tends to collide with the rest of the rocket and then it blows up.
0: And then it blows up
2: <laughs>
1: Not good. Certain <Careful> problems
2: <laughs> in a situation where the command that, that, that rocket was just stood there, right? Yeah. The Could It would it be possible to add a system to these rockets where the command pod can just fire itself off the top? Well, that's what the escape tower's for. That's
0: what it's really? meant to be for, yeah. Well
2: but, So explain to me the escape tower here. I'm it's basically like
1: it's... a tiny rocket that goes on top of the command pod that pulls it offwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If something goes wrong. Goes on top of the command pod. Yeah. Yeah. The rockets fire like diagonally downwards next to the command pod and it like shoots it up and away.
2: Oh, weird. Yeah. I guess I can't visualize what that looks like. Uh, yeah, I need to look that up
0: at some point. Yeah, launch escape system. Look that one up. Uh, yeah, but it looks like that actually the um, the SpaceX uh, dragon like, like, has got the rockets like in the yeah, in the command pod, which is kind of cool. yeah. So that's
2: that's where I was going with that. It's like yeah. a, like. Was it, was that? Would would they not just have rockets under the pod? So at any point that they could just go, yeah, just fire the escape right now, fire the eject, and yeah. go and fly off, and then like, but, you know, yeah. Uh, I imagine, I imagine
1: down. the reason that's they the were, idea. Or, like, I imagine the reason they were on the escape power, apart from it just being like easier because there's like it's easier to connect things on top of this pod where there's nothing rather than integrating <laughs> it into the stage below. But like, sure. I mean, I know it's extra weight. You'd have to carry. Probably you also load. don't want to be firing rockets into the giant fuel tank that you're trying to escape from. <laughs> it depends yeah. how, that would, how that works, yeah.
2: <laughs> Or how insulated you can yes, make. Depends
1: it depends how much heat transfer there is in that like couple of seconds as you're trying to accelerate away. As long as it doesn't continue to explode. So there's that. That's real, real kernel. <laughs> and real rockets.
0: And real rockets.
1: Played Rocket League as usual. Um, the main thing, I guess, that's new is another Saktronics game came out.
3: <laughs> mm, and therefore, I guess I one. was
1: required to play it. Another one. Well, it didn't come out. It's early access. Well, I mean, it's early access in the same way
2: Infinity Factory is early access, which is that it's basically done. <laughs> oh, but they, they did add stuff to... I mean, you know, the storyline wasn't complete when... No, early but I mean,
1: it was like it was a fully functional game, and the storyline was complete in Infinity Factory's early access if you didn't assume there was going to be more. It's like... If you assume that that was just the end of the story where you escape the overlords and go into the resistance and then and then that's just it, that was still a complete story. <laughs> but the fact that then there was then the resistance campaign that they added. So yeah, it's similar in its early access completeness. And, you know, it doesn't seem like any kind of alpha or anything. It's clearly a finished product, more or less, apart from whatever tiny tweets he's going to continue doing. But yeah, it's another Zactronics game. It's kind of a crossover between uh, like visually or menu GUI style elements. It's quite similar to Shenzhen, except instead of an email chain at the start of <laughs> at the start of the missions, you just get a conversation that's just happening between two people or some number of people. And then the puzzles are sort of more in the Space Kenny kind of vibe, moving atoms around and bonding them together and stuff. Hmm. Except you're doing it with like mechanical arms and the commands are in just in a list at the bottom rather than on like a rail like they were in Space this Game.
2: Escape does seem to have more presentation to it. <laughs> well, as sure. As saying, I mean, compared,
1: compared to Space Game.
2: You... I mean, Space Game
1: could have looked like something like this. It just, you know, didn't. You could have, if you put more fancy graphics on top of what was already there in Space Game, it could have looked close to what this does, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, it's got grabbing arms, and basically, it's—I'm sure I talked about this on the podcast at some point a million years ago, probably when we were when I was first talking about Space Game. But <laughs> it's basically a full game based off the Al- the codex of alchemical engineering, which was a flash game made by Electronics before Space Game, <laughs> and it's basically this game, moving atoms around with little grabber arms that rotate. Except then on this game, it's a hex grid instead of square based so six angles of rotation instead of four which you know leads to its own complexities <laughs> mm. but yeah apart from that it's a very similar kind of sectorics game histograms and all that stuff optimized for cycles or space or money <laughs> yeah one do 3
3: 3 yeah uh, yeah it's quite nice
1: I made a video of it put it on the internet I made a kind of a cock up in my editing where where I didn't correctly do the volume levels. So my voice is a bit quiet compared to the music. It's because that game has a lot of silence. (laughs) Or a lot of bits of much quieter music than other parts. Right. So I cocked up my levels when I was editing it. Second video that's going to probably go up maybe later today is much better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Expect another extremely long series.
1: Well, maybe not that long. I mean, I've recorded four videos so far and I'm like midway through chapter three of five. So maybe eight videos. Okay. We'll see.
0: Okay. Now I have the have story you... of the um, rocket. Have you
1: actually said what this game is called? <laughs> it's Opus Magnum. There you go. A game name that I'm going to get wrong continuously for obvious reasons. So why is it, why is the name reversed? <laughs>
2: yep. That's the question. Okay. That's not, that's not actually revealed yet. Well, that's not not yet. To I okay. suspect that
1: might be like, that might come up in the story. Hmm. Cause you know, If you flip the meaning of what that phrase normally means, it still kind of makes sense.
2: Where's the proper definition of a magnum opus? It's like, you know, your life's work, effectively, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. your your coup de grace.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I would say, like, if you flip it right, that's going to be like the work of life. (laughs) I see. Right, yeah. (laughs) And that sort of makes sense from an alchemy perspective. You know, Philosopher's Stone and all that crap. Naturally, the first level is turn lead into gold, and the, the alchemist guy, your character, is like, this is such a bullshit, boring task. <laughs> 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 I do this every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, not quite in words that strong. It's much more like pompous fantasy. <laughs> much less bullshit sh- swearing like hype. <laughs> What is this? Do
2: these mini tasks and beyond this. Yeah, something more like that. <laughs> Except less French. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why I went that way with him.
1: So, yeah, uh, that's a game.
2: That is a game. game. It sure is. That's not out. It's technically out. It's not out. Sufficiently out. It's only access. <laughs> not real. It's purchasable.
1: Yep, it definitely is. It's cheap. Ten percent off in early access.
2: And it's cheap as well, so it's only yeah. thirteen, fourteen grit or whatever. Electronic like stuff's never that pricey anyway, says. Yes. He doesn't have push him out. Well,
1: I mean, this one. You could argue because it's so much like the Codex of Alchemical Engineering, it's like he's already had this idea for a very long
2: time. It's just like. <laughs> okay, so you reckon this is just the real. Like, he's got to the point where he just can realize what you originally intended.
1: Yeah, maybe. Mm. Or it's just like he just came back to that and was like, yeah, this is still a good idea. I'll make
2: it into an actual game now. I can make it better. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh,
1: got anything else? Um, probably not. I don't remember anything else in particular that I played. Even though I'm sure there was some some small amounts of Seven Days to Die and Factory idle and <laughs> all those other bits and pieces that I space
2: do. engineers and astro- um, astronaut. And- yeah,
1: oh, well, I did pop back into Astroneer for like a, a, a twenty minutes or whatever because they did release another big update to their Alpha progress or whatever, where it's like now you can use the dirt as a resource. <laughs> use the dirt. Where like now when you're terraforming, you actually. If you're putting dirt down, you actually have to have dirt. <laughs> it doesn't just come from nothing. Okay, you can't, can't just somehow summon dirt. But also, like, if you just if you just dig up dirt, you can then use a special refinery to like extract like extract resources out of the dirt. And then it's like proportional. Like, the rarer the resource, the more canisters of dirt you have to shove in to get one of the resource out, or whatever.
2: If we ever make a game, can we make sure it has the ability to summon dirt? <laughs> Or, 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 at least embrace filth or something like that. <laughs> embrace filth, some <laughs> of the
3: dirt,
1: filthy, filthy dirt. Sounds like a black and white ability, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, Just pour
3: dirt on things.
2: Dirt power.
1: <laughs> and I think that's probably it. Cool. Oh, and uh, you know, not to say what will be on the next podcast, but obviously, Odyssey's coming out, so there's going to be that. Maritime Odyssey. Odyssey. Um, But I also very briefly went into Splatoon, missed out on the last Blackfest, but I'm maybe still continuing through my single-player runs. But I'm, I'm kind of... I kind of need to do the, the Horde mode, because I haven't done it this month. Get to... a Horde mode reward, More salmons. Get that delicious, whatever item it is. Delicious. Is it salmon? No. It's a, some kind of shirt, I think. No. This month. Because I guess they've already cycled through everything it could have been. They already had a hat, they already had a shirt, and they already had a. What's the third? (laughs) There isn't a third item, is there? Oh, shoes. Shoes. Yeah. I remember, like, what is the third item? Hat,
2: shirt, shoes. For some reason, you don't change your pants. Nope. Which is very weird. I guess you need big enough shoes that they look like <laughs> <lots of laughs> they... Trousers. look like parts of the real yeah.
1: pants. Yes, they are, Some of those shoes definitely are big. Real big like the, the ones you get from the, finishing the campaign, the hero boots that are like snow snow boots and they're like massive and they have like a weird like ladder thing up the back
2: well, Do you remember, did you ever see the what was it? The amiibo robot suit you could get from <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I did like, see that a couple of times Yeah, because like, that was friggin massive Well that's different though,
1: that's like a fucking robot suit <laughs> The whole thing like you were Samus or something White Samus it's more like Genji. It's like white, white, it's
2: like white and green. I think, wouldn't it? The robot suit and more kind
1: of grey blue with lights. Maybe the lights would made it more green. I guess.
2: Mm, yeah. Well, green was a part of it. Yeah. So that's that.
0: But dude, cool. What you play? What you been playing, Rob?
2: I play. well Like two weeks ago, I forgot about talking about something. Do. Played... Is it that important? No. Okay. I played through Sonic Two on the Mega Drive. <laughs> Relevant. Yeah. Because we talked about Sonic One and how weird Sonic One is. Really, to go back to Sonic Two is a proper Sonic game.
1: Yeah. Kind of weird in places.
2: Well. Yeah, I sort of forgot how absurdly difficult the end of that game is, mm-hmm. and got and got. What it took me. It's, it's a lot longer than Sonic One. A lot longer. Um, and I got got to the got to the end of it, and then was like, "Oh, I've just burnt all of my lives on the end boss, and I didn't beat it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't beat it. That last boss is evil, and there's no rings. That's what makes it evil. Yeah. There's no rings. Uh, I didn't get a full Chaos Emerald run either. I think I got five of the seven because you know those Sonic Two special stages are quite mean,
1: yes, and um. difficult to pass.
2: Yeah. Unless you're playing in actual two-player and you've got a human controlling tails, yeah, and then in which case they're a lot easier. But uh, yeah, it's, that was that was tricky. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was fun. But it leads me to talk about you know what we should have talked about last time, which is Sonic Two HD, because that that project is still alive and they put a demo oh, really? out, um, right, okay, which lets you play three of the zones. From Sonic 2, so you get to play Emerald Hill, Chemical Plant, and Hilltop Zone. And that thing's pretty impressive. Uh, it's not, I mean, the engine doesn't exactly handle like the original does. There are places where you can make it do some weird stuff or uh, handle some stuff, but it's pretty good. It's got to be said. And, and it looks, the art, the, the, the art, what design they've, or the approach they've gone to it is, is like, let's take the vibe of the original and stay as close to it as we can. Whilst adding to it to make it 1080p, and uh, um, you know we can add a little bit more animation here and there. We can add a little bit more, a few more frames. We can make things run a bit smoother. And I kind of dig it. It's pretty cool. It's uh, they've definitely achieved that. In the in the, if you sort of take that, it's kind of the polar opposite of what Sonic Mania is trying to achieve. You know, Sonic Mania tries to capture the feel of how you remember that game, pixels and all. But we're going to add some frames of animation, we're gonna add some flair here and there, we're gonna add things that we couldn't do before. This goes, well what if we did that and made it iDeath? and it's but kept trying, still trying to keep it faithful to the old design. And mm. uh, it really works. It's pretty cool. It's worth checking out. Um Zach's on we play it. You got the input as a sonic person?
1: No, oh, it would look look kind of weird really, but I think it's the trouble is that like Really high pixel density, high definition tile-based
2: systems just always look weird to some degree. (laughs) Yeah, I mean they. I mean they definitely they clearly added elements like uh, there are new tiles and stuff to it as well, like transitional tiles between things. Like you know the lava and hilltop zone, there was nice glowy tiles around where it would touch the ground and things like that. They added they added stuff to it, and um, you know the bosses had new animations and stuff that they didn't have before that were. Make them a little easier, actually, compared to the original Sonic 2, because some of them likely didn't get so much of a warning that something was going to happen, but now there's a really nice, obvious telegraph um, that something's about to happen. In actual fact, one of the glitches we saw in Hilltop Zone uh, when we played it, um, that, yeah, that happened on the real thing as well. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a legit problem with the original game um, but they, that's been replicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Maybe. Yeah, I can sort of see why it might not be to everyone's tastes. There is a there is a thing about it, um, uh, you know, do you really want to see that? That, that, te- that I suppose when you get to high def, at like the the. the art style becomes a thing in some respects, where it's less of a thing in pixel work. Yeah, um, it's like
1: when it's in pixels, it's like, you interpret it, what you think it looks like, where now when its high-def, it's like, this is what uh, someone else thinks it looks yeah.
2: like. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, this is their interpretation of it. But I actually think it's pretty faithful to how the... I think they're going down the direction of, you remember the sort of artwork that used to be in like the instruction books yeah. and stuff like that, oh, right, going yeah. down, and, 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 the, and the sort of concept art for the games, it's sort of taking that on board. Um, and personally I I like it I think it works Um, as I say it's only three zones right now I I haven't seen any of what they might be working on beyond that it would be nice to see what that is Um, cool stuff don't let this project die keep going Uh, outside of that I'm playing some more Slime Rancher it's that. that's a nice as I, as I said last time, that's a nice game to just pick up and play for a few hours and kind of not have to think about. You just sort of do stuff. The mystery of
1: why Rob likes sub games like this, but not one of them. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is it is a bit of a mystery. <sighs> it is kind of a well because it's, it's kind of a it's not cerebral in any way. You're just sort of like it's a bit I think it scratches a similar itch to the open world thing to me, actually. You know, like when you're checking things off a list in Assassin's Creed, you're effectively just doing busy work, right? And Slime Rancher is pretty much a game about busywork. You're uh. just moving. You're you're walking around feeding your slimes, keeping them in pens. It's like, oh no, physics have meant that they've escaped dramatically. I need to put them together before they all turn into tars and start eating each other. It's like I need these things, and I need, I need the money from them. I need their poop. I need to sell their poop. Except now I need their poop for multiple things because I've discovered the lab, and the lab expands the what the game is about in ways I don't yet fully understand. There's more, there's more to do. There's more to it than I initially anticipated. Uh-huh. So it keeps drawing you in. Just when you think you're like, yeah, I've seen what this game has to offer. It's like, no, no, no. I've got some more up my sleeve. It's, it's kind of cool. It's a good evening game. It's a wind-down game.
0: Yeah, you need a few of those sometimes for the yeah. winding down times.
2: It's a wind-down game. Which is not what Rain World is. Rain World.
0: Right. Do you mean The Legend of Zelda? Oh, no, sorry.
2: No, what? <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, <laughs> Rain World?
0: Just because there's so much rain. There was a rain. It was oh, a rain yeah, joke. yeah, yeah, there was a lot anyway, of rain. Never mind, sorry.
2: It's damp, it's monsoon season in Hyrule. <laughs> anyway. It's uh, yes, a so Rain World. This is a weird one. It makes itself incredibly difficult to like. Um, <laughs> It's uh, an indie title uh, released in March this year. Um, which, see, the, the basic premise is that you are a slug cat. You have been separated from your family by the rains of some post apocalyptic world of some description where only weird ass creatures remain. Um, but, you're like, you know, sort of industrial complexes and things like that. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's a 2D screen based platformer. We're Survivalist Platformer, where the basic idea is you have to uh, collect enough food and hibernate um, each cycle um, in order to stay alive, basically. Um, uh, and, and the hibernate, the, the sort of rain comes on a fixed time period. You can see where the rain's coming, coming stuff like that. So it doesn't just surprise you and be like, oh, God. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's... In essence, the basic flow. There's a there's a uh, an emphasis on exploring as well. So you don't really the game doesn't really give you much guidance. It's just like here, go. There are places to see. There are things to there. Are, there are probably things to do. Uh, you've got to survive in order to do that. And there must be an end game, right? But it doesn't tell you what that is. Mm. So it's just like you could, in theory, stay where you started and just eat some food, go to sleep, go out oh wait, the food I, just, I ate last cycle isn't there anymore. No biggie, I'll go find some more food. Eat that food, go back, go to sleep. Do that again. Oh, none of that food is there. Uh, what do I do this time? Or I'll go out and eat some food. And then and then, and then it goes, oh right, the food I ate in the first year has come back now. So You could just keep doing that if you wanted, right. to, but that's not really the point in the game. The point of the game is to keep moving, to keep finding new places. Um, I assume. Because <laughs> there seems to be quite a lot of world here. Um, it's got a nice grungy look to it I guess, very grungy, very scrunched very dirty, very sort of rusted and mm, horrible <laughs> sort of look to it it's a little bit pixely because the game runs at like a 7.6.8 resolution so it's not like pixely yet. intentionally, it's pixely out of it upscales to 1080 and sort of gets this grunge uh, from that which works, uh, it adds to it I think Um adds to the sort of griminess of the look of it and there's a there's a sort of filter that sort of pans over a lot of the environments to make it them sort of look a bit damp and a bit places you wouldn't want to put your hand basically <laughs> like you, don't, you don't want to be part of this and also you're a bright white slug cat that never seems to get dirty which kind of like I don't know makes it nice and easy to see where you are but it's like oh right I should probably be filthy right <laughs> um it's got a nice uh, procedural animation system on its uh on, on your on your movement so everything feels very smooth it's like you know, when you're walking around and stuff it's all sort of a bit physics-y. your limbs sort of you know up, paddling, padding along and moving when you jump there's a sort of wobbliness to you that's that's quite believable um when you're going through your pipes and cap. stuff yeah, yeah you're sort of squeezing into pipes and you, and your arms are pushing against the sides to Move things around, stuff like that. When you're holding stuff and eating stuff, it all moves nicely and seem and you know there's no real clips between you moving between animation to animation because it's all figuring it out physics-y. And that applies to the enemies as well, although it's a little bit less successful on some of them. Some of them can get occasionally stuck in a sort of physics mess and just be like blah in the corner of the screen, going, "I don't know which direction I'm going." Blah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but they, they will eventually figure themselves out. Um, uh, so that is ultimately where Rain World is good. But I kind of, it's kind of no fun, and it's kind of a, a, an incredibly frustrating experience because of a number of things. It's like one the the procedural animation system, while it looks nice, it has the sort of problem that Little Big Planet does in that things can feel a bit too floaty and that you don't have precise control. Um, which can be a bit of a problem if you're running for your life. I need to get in this. I need to make this jump. I need to get in this tiny thing. Oh no, I've sort of wedged my ass in it. Like, or in the wrong bit of geometry. And now I need to figure out where to, how do I flump myself around this thing? Oh no, I've been eaten. Oh, problems. Uh, and, um, uh, so, and, and the enemies are sort of also a little bit unforgiving in that respect as well. It can be a little bit hard to tell whether they've just hurt you or whether they've got you in their mouth and you're about to die. And it's like, and basically if you're in their mouth, you're like, that's it. You're, you're done. But it, like the game tends to hang on it for a bit, making you think, oh, I've got a chance. Can I wiggle free? And it's like, no, no, you, you probably can't. Um, but then occasionally you do. Occasionally sort of spring out and say, like, oh, God, what's going on? Move, run. Ah. Um, and the uh, uh- So there's there's that, and then because it's like screen by screen, you know, in a sort of classic fashion where you move off the screen, the screen just basically clips to the next view rather than scrolling. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The enemies can be randomly placed in the world. So there have been a number of times where I've clipped onto the next screen and there's been an enemy right there and it's eaten me. And it's like, game over. And it's like, well, I couldn't have predicted, predicted that in any way, except for if the screen was scrolling, my character could have very clearly seen that that guy was there. And this wouldn't have been a problem. So, so that's kind of bad. Um, it's, I think that the layout of the areas is also a bit awkward, and that that's somewhat intentional to give you a feeling of getting lost a little bit and getting uh, confused by some of the pipeworks and, and cabby holes that you're supposed to be traveling through. But often all that means is that you end up traveling in a large circle, and it's like, okay, this was a waste of time, and now I'm running out of time, and I've somehow got to get back to a hibernation point. Um, uh, get back to a sanctuary of some kind, and it's and but now I'm miles away, and I've just wasted this this cycle um, exploring pointless terrain. What do I do now? Uh, run, run really fast, and hope for the best. Um, which can be a bit frustrating. Uh, the sanctuaries are often miles apart from each other, so unless you get a perfect run to, between sanctuary to sanctuary, especially when you're exploring, it can be real irritating to pull off because it's like you just don't know where the next one is and it can take you a while to get there um, and, and then like yeah so it might take a perfect day to get there um, which means you're probably gonna die some um, and dying is kind of a bad thing as well because it has a really confusing karma mechanic so if you manage to hibernate right um, successfully you gain a level effectively of karma um, and you need a certain level of karma to get through certain gates in the environment. So that sounds fine. It's like, oh, number of successful lives. That's cool. There's like, I think there's five or six different levels you can have. So you can only go up to level six and you can only go down to level one. Um, but every time you die, you go down a level. So if you're stuck on a difficult part at the edge of a region and all you're trying to do is to get through this karma door to go to the next region... You've then got to effectively grind a few cycles to get food and hibernate in order to get your karma level up to then get to to then try and get to where you want to go. But then, of course, while you're trying to get to where you want to go, you might be met by a random death,
3: hmm.
2: like some, something just on the edge of the screen or a vulture coming down from the, the massive, massive vulture just appearing from the top of the screen and picking you up and flying away with you. And it's like, there you go, that's done. Uh, and then you've got to do it all again and, and, or, you know, get that one level of karma back. and it's yeah, like, That sounds frustrating. There, there is a lifeline and that there is a flower you can find that will shield your karma level for one death, and if you manage to get back to where you die, you can eat that flower again. Um, otherwise, it then takes about five cycles or, or a reasonably long time for that flower to respawn. Um, and not every sanctuary, I think, seems to get those flowers, so they're, they're quite a rarity. They're useful if you have them. But they and they do create that sort of Dark Souls, get to your body kind of run. Um, but they can't really be relied on because they're quite rare and it's quite easy to lose them. Um, like yeah, because if you die again, then the flower on your cor- on your last corpse disappears. Um, so yeah, they're stuck without it for a while. Um, so the whole thing ends up being, I kind of want to like it. I want to like its world and I kind of want to like what it's trying to achieve but it's just not fun to actually play it it feels off and it feels well that's awkward kind of, and, yeah and like i don't get that sense of achievement when i make it to a sanctuary it's like you could be playing for an hour just to drop just to get from one place to another successfully and i don't when you when you get there you don't really feel like yeah, well done. I managed to overcome the odds. It's like, well, this is more like it didn't overcome the odds. It's that the odds just played differently.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You weren't like, it wasn't like a fair challenge.
2: Yeah. I'm not even sure how, because there are some fighting mechanics. You can pick up like javelins and you can pick up rocks and things and then throw them. Um, confusingly, you can only throw them perfectly horizontal, so you've got no angled shots or anything like that which i think would have helped a great deal um but i don't think i've ever been able to actually kill something because the, the, like you're not really a fighter it's like it's it's quite ineffective mm. um, you can if you manage to stab something you might stun them for a while but it doesn't outright kill them as far as i can tell um and i've read some stuff around where there's like there are relationships between the animals so you could potentially lure some animal into the range of a vulture for instance and that will keep the vulture interested for a while while they're not interested in you and you you can choose to crawl instead of stand up and run which is in theory quieter so things don't cotton on to you but it's not really made clear by the game that that's what's happening um yeah it it seems neat an idea but not not quite not, not there in execution. The fun's
0: not come out in the execution.
2: Yeah. Right, okay. It's a bit of a masochism game,
0: <laughs> okay. I guess. You don't really want that.
2: <laughs> no. So I don't know how long I'll stick with it. I've only really played it for like two or three sessions and just come away with it doing that sort of, uh, that sort of horse noise afterwards. Sort of, <laughs> is, there, is there a word for what that is? Where you sort <laughs> of go, with your mouth. There's got, got to the be a horse word noise. for that.
0: There's definitely a, a word. Snot. I just can't think of it.
2: No, <laughs> a mouth lover. <laughs> a horse mouth mouth. A horse mouth
0: not snort. Maybe it's a kind of snort. Uh,
2: yeah, horse snort. A. Hey. It's not really a gasp either, because gasp is intake. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know what that is. Anyway, brain world. Um, uh, uh, and that's really kind of it, I suppose, other than the Overwatch, which we talked about later uh, earlier. Um, and, you know, playing a bit of uh, Rocket League of Zeg over the last couple of days. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, I'm in two minds about whether I want to talk about this or not. Neko Para, <laughs> I, I, visual novels. It was in that bundle I got a while back.
1: You work for all of those, are you?
2: I want to see what another one was like. You know, we were talking about. Okay, No, this is. I, you know what? I don't really want to say anything about this game. <laughs> so,
1: I think the fact that there's has an echo in the title. It's, like, well, it's got cat girls in yeah, it. Yeah, that tells you very much what you need to know, doesn't it?
2: It's, it's not as bad, admittedly. I know there's a. It's one of those ones where there is. Having, having browsed the forums a little bit, there is a patch for it that does things to it. Yeah. Sure. Which I don't have, because I've got the Steam version, yep. and the Steam version clearly outlaws that kind of garbage.
1: Well, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes? really? <laughs> there,
2: are, there are ones that get by it?
1: Well, maybe not get by it, but like push the very limits.
2: Right. Anyway. That might be all you need to know. That the fact that the patch exists...
1: I'm sure, like if if it was easy to patch any game, that would exist for every game. It's rule thirty-four now. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I guess. But th- that means that there's, someone's had to write it into the story somewhere, right? And the, the... crazy people will write stories for everything mm. if you let them write a story. I guess. True enough. Either way, it's garbage. Don't play it.
3: <laughs> okay. It's, there. There is nothing to uh... it.
2: There is nothing to it. It is.
0: Verdict has been delivered.
2: No, it's not it's not helping the visual novel in fact like this is actually far far worse than fault was <laughs> oh god i've got three of these bloody things as well like the whole neck of the night neck of one two and zero were in this bloody bundle
0: <laughs> damn you IGN
2: yep. <laughs> yeah damn you IGN <laughs> 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 uh. It does that Japanese. I know. I know. I should stop talking about yeah. this, but it does that yeah. annoying <laughs> Japanese anime thing where everything thing. is cute and fluffy and nice, and then for some reason they have to drop a "oh, you're a pervert" joke in there. Yeah, it's like it's like it's. But it feels so out of place. That's not. That's exactly how that always. Works. I know, but it's like I, I know it's a Japanese thing, and that's just just how it goes, but. I, I, it just makes me always question. this like who's playing? Like, what is the aimed at? I don't. I don't get it. Save the permits, Basically, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's their target audience. But then, but then I also don't get. Like, if the if the game, if you were playing the game without the patch, that doesn't work. Like, even if you are that way inclined, did you want that sort of thing from the game?
1: not meant to be explicit. In, in, in that unpacked it's not meant to be explicit. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, it's meant to
2: make you think about
1: those things. Okay, I, I get
2: oh, Well, You reckon that the, the unspoken is stronger than the. Yes, probably. Or the unseen.
1: It's basically just another way around censorship at a certain point. You're yeah, like
2: inferring guess. things, but you're not actually you're allowed not, to. You're not actually directly saying it. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. It's like putting an adult joke in a kid's film. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> anyway yeah that, that'll do for me yeah. this All one's right, for the oh.
0: parents and this one's for the perverts <laughs> 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 we just slip that in there for the perverts in the audience <laughs> this is the boob joke
2: there you go so yeah visual novels so far not a very good track record <laughs>
1: I don't know, I would have said the first one was almost
2: surprisingly good. <laughs> it was, but <laughs> as I'm discovering, yeah, that might have been true. <sighs> Dan, you still playing Zelda?
0: <laughs> I have finished Zelda? No, I Yay. mean, yeah, I've I found all the shrines, as, and um, I played the end of the game type thing. Yeah, so and i then, guess obviously
1: it's just an open world game at that point so you can yeah, do as much it, more as you want
0: <laughs> exactly well i did notice that i thought there'd be a bazillion more quests but there's 76 yeah. non-shrine quests and i've done like 52 so i could probably finish those
1: well i mean the hmm. trick of those is finding them
0: finding them yeah i mean um, i'm
2: sure at this point you could just look up a list
0: <laughs> yeah <probably. laughs>
1: inevitably
2: I know, I, the problem of like looking at the list is like okay where have i where is that like where is that like what, well where?
1: when we're talking about npcs they'll be on like specific locations and cycles and whatnot mm. so it's probably not gonna be that yeah that should not be too
0: hard oh i need to finish that riddles of hyrule one i forgot about that um yeah oh, the i guy did that yeah the guy in the tree i did the um yeah, i did that i did the uh royal recipe hooray uh <laughs> So where you have to find that, that it's like a quest that you get like almost at the beginning of the game because it's like the first yeah, stables. And he's, you visit. Like, he's like go to the castle. He's like go to the castle. I I'm like, I'm not going to the castle. So so obviously on my way to the final boss <laughs> or around there, or the final shrine anyway, that I needed to find. I found the library and I found the recipes. I made him yeah. his stupid stuff. So I finally done that quest. That was good. Um Yeah, I liked the First stage, the the main boss battle of the end of Ganon, it was suitably um, massive and cool looking. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a fun boss battle compared to the, uh, you know, compared the, the, other the divine beast ones. But yeah, I was, <laughs> I was a little um, kind of thrown by the fact that the the while the castle is huge, it's not really a dungeon in the sense of. The other ones because it's not like a puzzle a bunch of puzzles you have to solve to get to the end like a traditional zelda well, dungeon really you can basically there's, like there's climb few, up to like the...
1: little minor things isn't there if you depending on the path you take I yeah mean, you can just literally just like use the gale and just fly straight out there if you want
0: <laughs> that's true yeah i didn't do that but i did basically climb up there and uh took on the, the the boss and i was like that was a little bit anticlimactic that they didn't sort of but in the spirit of the game i suppose they didn't make you do a whole dungeon before the final boss really in that way I
1: mean, like really the castle was kind of there for i mean it's like 50 percent law and then percent yeah. you can just get good weapons
0: <laughs> yeah you can get good stuff there like yeah obviously i found the the shield in the basement and stuff and all of that but you could do that at any time during the game really it, yeah it's just that there's hardcore bad guys in there and stuff but yeah. especially the guardian stuff on the outside obviously those yeah. flying guardians are bastards although i did discover that you can stasis them and they stay they stay frozen for like three seconds which is about enough time to you shoot them stasis any anything, don't yeah. yeah i think so um but, well, once, once you've upgraded it once you've yeah. upgraded it yeah
2: Stasis in
1: the Aerial gar- Guardians, it's like, it's such a short stasis, but it, it just, like, breaks their lock and makes them have to research for you, yeah. so you can, like, use that's it as a behind covering. <laughs> that's yeah, useful.
0: that was quite useful. Um, Yeah, so that was cool. And then, of course, yeah, the ending and stuff, it's all, it all good. It doesn't, I don't know, like... I think almost by nature, it's not like as epic as like the ending of Ocarina of Time where it makes you do a whole dungeon and then it makes you, and then it has all this, it doesn't have as much like story stuff going on because it's already done all that stuff, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't feel quite as like, as because Ocarina is so cool, especially at the end where it has like a really, um, like, I guess quite sickly sweet i know it depends how you look at it but it's like it's got quite sentimental at the end and it's got like navi flying off into the into the light and everything and uh and then it has like oh flashback to when you first met zelda at the start of the game and stuff all that stuff doesn't really you know I don't know. Maybe I'm just nostalgic for that one, but yeah, I, don't I think, think I think a lot,
2: of, a lot of the Zeldas have that. I don't think because Twilight Princess has the sort of whole stuff of Midna coming to, coming to fruition. And that's true. Like yeah. that and they're, they're a really long sequence there. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, in a similar way to Nebby, a goodbye sequence as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, that's so whole it tugs on you a little bit there. As yeah. Well. And it's,
0: so this doesn't do that as much, which was a bit of a shame, I thought. But you know, the story's okay. in the record. But don't, the don't whole spoil game. it too
2: much, because no. yeah, I, I still obviously want to see that. I, I yeah, just want to see how the Zelda thing resolves.
0: Yeah, yeah, you get to see <laughs> that. Really? That's all cool. And like giant Ganon is really all the art direction's super cool, so all you all of that boss stuff looks super cool, obviously. And that's all good. Uh so yeah. Um so yeah, I might do the rest of the adventures, but I've got all the quests. But I've got Mario to start probably next week. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, just in time. Luckily, luckily you got Zelda done beforehand. Yeah, well that was the plan. So I've managed yeah. to, oh, I've managed to do that. The barrier
2: to me getting a Switch may have may have released as well because they patched the Switch and profile transfers are now possible. Potentially moving Maybe. save data with it.
3: Hopefully,
2: oh. that,
0: hopefully that might work. Yeah, oh, so I you might can get your Zelda if I Incredible.
2: if I get
0: a switch, yeah. Well, you were nearly at the end of Zelda, anyway, weren't you? Sir?
2: I was pretty close. Yeah.
0: yeah well, yeah, so. If you
1: you were close, if you only wanted to go to the end, not so much. You still had quite a few tries
2: to do.
0: i was over a hundred, mm. but oh, yeah, well, that's I, nearly there. Yeah. Yeah. There's only hundred twenty, so yeah, yeah. You basically. But I don't there. know where those are. Yeah, no, but, of that, but that's okay. You, you can find them. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Thought um, I thought of something
2: else. I played. <sighs> oh. Sorry, Shovel Knight: Specter of Torment came out. The uh, uh, spec- well, the Specter Knight, <laughs> um, the the the, the Specter Knight campaign for Shovel Knight. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. Not still not as good as Shovel of Hope in terms of the three campaigns that are now in that game. Um, but they put a bit more effort into this one than they did the uh, Plague of Shadows campaign and. The character isn't as annoying as to, to control as Plague Knight is. Um, and all of the levels have remixed music in chip style still. And that music is excellent. It's so, so good. It's worth checking out. That's what the, I'll, I'll keep it brief. That'll do. Play sure. Shovel Knight. <laughs> play, night. play Shovel Knight. Continue to play Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight keeps on giving. And it's going to give once more because there's still a campaign to come that will be free. Picturing King Knight,
3: ah. logical character. Man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> King it's really dumb. Shovel we'll night.
0: Okay. Oh man, Mario, so exciting!
3: Should I get a switch? Yes, <laughs> you Well, no. obviously,
0: because like I mean, did I get the... that before or after the office
2: chair? <laughs> <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, it's a question of order, is it? <laughs> or microphone? fixing my phone as well.
3: Yeah, I like
2: phone. Zach <laughs> doesn't care about my phone for sure. <laughs> okay. My inability to hang up cares about my
0: phone. Yeah, that's annoying. Sarcast. Yeah, that's the sarcast. We've um, got any more videos going up? I think we have one recently, don't we? Uh,
2: katamari Five. And so on. Goes up next week, I think. The fifth part, not Katamari five. Oh, yeah, not the fifth Katamari <laughs> game, but yeah, part five and we love like um, Katamari. That will go up next week.
1: I'll be uploading videos. Yeah, exactly. I might even go back to the Factorio videos. Yeah,
2: <laughs> think
0: about
1: like Nine. these new videos that I'm making are so much easier to edit. Because I just record it, and then I just put it in there, and it's done. Oh, you don't really need time <laughs> I don't have any multiple videos to put the together. I don't have any acceleration to do. It's just like, you just put the file in there, and you're done pretty much.
0: Yeah. How come you're not <laughs> needing acceleration? Because you already got far enough.
1: Because, I mean, there's not really much to accelerate. I mean, for a certain, to a certain extent, for a puzzle game, there is a, a some amount of like just sitting there not doing much. But I attempt to <laughs> vocalize thought processes
2: to some extent, mm. of like what I think... What I'm thinking about doing before I actually do it. So, yeah. right, if I, if I do it this way, then I do that, and what do we do. It's kind <laughs> like us playing divide by sheep. <laughs> I mean, it is possible that I might cut periods
1: in some of the later puzzles if they start getting really complicated, but not speed up because there won't be anything to see. It will just be me sitting there looking at a blank screen for a long time. <laughs> so I can just cut rather than time it. Sorry, like with that Yeah.
0: Well, check out those videos on our YouTube channel. Happy Salad, and uh, we'll be back uh, with another Saladcast in a couple of weeks with Mario Odyssey thoughts. I'm sure. Yeah, Odyssey, Come, Odyssey.
2: Maybe something for the two hundredth episode. Maybe
0: potentially. Yeah, because we've been partying like it's one nine nine today. So
2: hell's yeah! It's
0: time for like it's nineteen nine <laughs> exactly. Like, party like it's nineteen nine. <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah,
2: bunch of ravens. I mean, there will be pizza, but I don't do it. Think that really makes a party yet for us? No, it definitely. Yeah, that's just a day.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's
2: just a day. And don't forget to like
3: and subscribe. Like and subscribe.
2: Okay. We'll bring that to this part of our podcast. We. I suppose we should at some point.
1: We can't even day. like and subscribe on our website. That's not fucking no. our website. Supports.
2: It's our <laughs> RSS feed. Our website.
0: Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, which you. Probably ha- have already, if you're listening to this, maybe.
2: And various yeah. other pod directories. We seem to. Yeah. Because that stuff just pod spreads. directories. Yeah. 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 Everyone, everyone yeah. just steals iTunes feed. That's how it works. Well,
3: you yeah. know,
0: yeah. it's an API.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, it's an API. Like, like something
1: that our website uses.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, that. Right. Catch you next time, listeners. Episode 200. Let's see you with that. that? Bye.
1: <laughs> Rob's attached by his
3: headphones oh. to the couch. Yeah.
0: Aww. Bye.